0: we
1: are officially live with episode number 76 we got 24 more to go for episode number 100 they say the first 100 you'll learn how to actually do a podcast so we're still learning right. we're still learning gerard tom
2: there.
1: have you guys ever been on together or no yeah it's always not. been somebody no, if- else phil heath yeah. yeah once or twice no
3: yeah. it's never just been tom and i just this the first time on the not two no, it's a, it's- <laughs> very attractive. let's do it very attractive okay
1: now. so uh crazy stories crazy we got a lot of crazy stories we got anti-sex bets the olympics making as if these olympians cannot figure out a way to have sex they
4: found one good story for the olympics
1: <laughs> space champ which i have to say i watched with the kids on sunday yeah and i know you watched it last night have <laughs> you seen it yet or no
4: no i was just curious at what point did you walk out okay
1: but, <laughs> so so i'm gonna give you very clear you know description of what happened with us when we watched okay, it okay cool uh probably one of the most uncomfortable interviews i've ever seen in my life was on cnn with brian stelter i think we have to show that yeah it's something we have to talk about and folks i want you to make a decision whether you like it or not or if it's fair but the guest was not holding back Ooh. and it was disturbing to say the least uh elon musk uh, says uh, there's no way in the world tesla would survive without him as a ceo we'll see if you guys agree with that i got some thoughts okay. on that Millennials are breaking away from their desk jobs and working remotely in places like Mexico, out of all the places, right? I, I guess if I was 20 years old, 18 years old, would I want to work at a, you know, from a home with my friends in Mexico at Mazatlan or... Yeah, probably wouldn't be a bad idea, right, to, yeah, yeah, totally bad, in, right? Yeah, totally in, right? Jeff Bezos is yeah. going to space. Literally. Right? Now, Literally right soon. now. Kai, you want to check to see if he's made it out there yet or not? Let's yeah. just uh, keep uh, checking on that. God willing, you will stay there. Megan Fox, uh, someone you're not a fan of. You have a very hard time. Uh, uh,
3: uh, hard is the key word. Yeah, the that's true. So you yeah, and Megan fun.
1: Fox, you know, uh, Gerard is, is is infatuated, the right word? I would drink her bathwater. They Okay, that's enough. Who said that? <laughs> who
3: said I
2: would drink her bathwater?
4: As the great Kevin Durant once said, I would drink her bathwater. Did <laughs> he actually use that line? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
1: Conservative porn star Brandy Love, 48, is kicked out of Florida Republican Conference for high school kids because outraged parents complained. Okay, parents. We'll, we'll cover that. We'll cover that as well. And then Bill Burr on CNN. They're effing treasonous, un-American pieces of shit. I mean, he just didn't hold back. This is... Bill Burr saying that about the media, I mean, you, you have, have to, to if it's why, gotten to a point where you have to kind of hold back from yeah. saying how you really feel, that, that filter is gone right
4: the now. CNN only makes news when people destroy them
1: on
3: air. Or Megan Fox, Bill, Bill Burr in the same episode, mm-hmm. this
1: is like, this, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> All right, let's start off with uh, Elon Musk, I say. I say. I say we're going to Elon Musk.
2: <laughs>
4: Minute and a half? Can we but, see it? Can we at least take a look at it? Let me read that. Why don't you pull that up? Pat, on a scale of 1 to 10, how scared is Bezos right now? I say he's out of 40. I bet he is You so, think so? I, I bet he's freaking out. Really? This sounded good, you know, a while ago when he was talking to Lauren, yeah. his girl, about doing it and impressing her. Yeah. But mm-hmm. now that he's buckling in, come on, man. Yeah. This space cowboy nerd is freaking out. I guarantee you. <laughs> his ex-wife's thinking, I just should have held on a little longer. I could have got it all. <laughs> Why did I settle
3: for
1: half? I could have got it all. I would have gotten it all.
3: People are only interested in this for the same reason they're interested in NASCAR and the Special Olympics. They want to are You, see some, you a crash. seriously think that? Yeah. You seriously
1: think people are saying, they're hoping something happens? Uh, yeah, I think so, man. Did you see what Tulsi Gabbard said? What? It's, do us a favor and stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love me some Tulsi. Kelsey's like, do us a favor, Kai. Can you pull up a video so we can see it on Twitter? Okay, is this it? Is this literally live right now? Is that what it looks like? Yeah,
2: that's Wait a the minute. capsule. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
4: that's it. It's very phallic. This, this guy's taking a dildo in space. Open it up. <laughs> what? Open it up. Open it up.
1: Wow. Blue origin. That's in Texas. So it's gonna go straight <laughs> Wait, up and four, then come straight down. Three, gotta, go. two, one. Is there an audio or no? It's
4: real for Basil's right now. Oh, my God. The,
3: do you guys remember the end of Austin Powers 1 when he, when he goes to the outer space?
2: Hey, this
4: takes guts to get into that <laughs> thing Is that a about Johnson? A Look, that's an amazing view.
3: How many flat earthers are tweeting right now that this is staged? Okay, so this is going to last. Kyrie
4: Irving is definitely watching this. He he even put the testes on there. What's going on, Bezos? So they're going to burn all the fuel, and then that's when it starts coming down. It's going to go 62 miles up. Yeah. What do you mean? It's going to burn all your fuel. It starts coming down, Tom. (laughs) That's the way it goes, bro. 460. That's a cool sight.
1: (laughs) You think he's worried, Gerard? Do you think he's worried? I don't know. He's 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 got a
3: he's inside of a building that's strapped to a nuclear bomb that's going a thousand miles an hour. If you're not worried, you're probably not human.
4: You actually think he's worried? I, I think so. I mean this is uncharted territory. I mean you can't prepare for this all the way, so I think a little bit. I think there's
1: a reason why he brought people he loves the most. Who, who who's in there with him? Let me just read who's in there with him. Let me uh Alright, Bezos page four. <laughs> this is actually happening the yeah. richest man in the world yeah. is out there. He's, he's, he's in that capsule right there do you think the outside is ribbed
3: for her pleasure or
1: now gerard <laughs> you either need to find a girl <laughs> <laughs> you, you need some help buddy it's it's uh, somebody we thought it was Come adam on, but it's Bezos! Gerard. gerard. How's it be? gerard's got adam beat right now Let adam if you're watching this Buddy, rockets for your entire life have looked like that, just so you know. that It's your mind that's screwed up right now that all you see is a dildo. That's just a rocket.
2: I can't think of one
1: rocket I've ever seen in my life with a mushroom tip. Now it's Jeff Bezos' turn to make history with Flight into Space. This is NBC News story. Just over a week uh, after Richard Branson flew to the edge of space, fellow billionaire Jeff Bezos is set for a similarly high-stakes trip abroad, his uh, own rocket, but unlike—keep it up, Kai. Keep it up. Unlike uh, Virgin Galactic, uh, Unity Space, the new Shepard rocket and capsule fly autonomos- autonomously without pilots on board. So there's no pilots on board No, right No,
4: so they've just hit their max speed. It's leveling off. That's three times the speed of sound. The of there is Miko
3: main is Look this at, where the guy jumped out? Is this like the same height where that guy
4: jumped? Uh, well, they're 200,000, 212. Look at that. <laughs> they're up there, man. Beautiful day. Okay, slowing down. Now what is the Fuel's practical? Out?
3: All jokes aside, what is the practical act? You know, what, why are they going through this billion-dollar space race? Are they don't. Looking, they don't.
4: They don't tax in
1: space, so it's <laughs> like if you can go live there for 181 days, you know, you're saving so much money. Are, are they going to look to mine on the moon?
3: Or no, are they, it's or Is it resources? Tourism. They're
4: going to charge 200 grand a flight for these things going forward. 200g. By the way, did you know that the guy that paid 28 million to go up with these guys yeah. backed out? We didn't go. They had to go to to Plan B. They had to bring the 18-year-old kid that was on the next mission. Why not? He didn't say why. I'm sure he pulled an Ashton Kutcher, and his wife told him, you're not going. That's what happened with Kutcher? (laughs) Yes. What happened with Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher already paid for the next mission with Branson. Already paid for it. Couple hundred grand, and uh, Mila said, "You're not going," and so he's not. So I said, "Dude, where's your man card?" I mean, come on, he's handing literally. That in for a... Mila said, "You're not going," he, and he's not going. They had a conversation; she didn't feel comfortable with it, so he backed out. He's not doing it. If you got to lose your man card to anybody, Mila Kunis is an okay yeah.
3: person to lose it to. I suppose. <laughs> you know? Best Mila Kunis movie. Uh Best Mila Kunis movie has to be Forgetting Sarah. Marshall. I mean, I don't oh, think God, there's don't anything. Mean, that oh accident. please, time out. Time. Out. Friends with benefits with Justin Timberlake. Better than Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: Principal ah. Benefits is good, but it's not It's not Sarah Marshall. Let me tell you, Sarah Marshall is, is uh, maybe it's got to go into the Smithsonian. It's one of those <laughs> unique
4: movies. Inside of you.
1: Yeah, it's a... It's a oh, dif- no
4: one mentioned Black Swan. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a good movie, too. Did you see that one? Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. yeah. So let's see here. Several other milestones may be set on this trip. Joining bases will be one passenger who stands to become the oldest person to reach space and another person who's, be- who's the youngest. Wally Frank, 82, is a former test pilot who was one of the Mercury 13 women who underwent training in... 1960s, to demonstrate that women could meet NASA standards for its astronaut corps, at 18, the Dutch teenager Oliver Damon could become the youngest astronaut, rounding out the four-person crew is Jeff
4: Bezos's brother, Mark. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's going up with his brawl. You know, I think the scariest point for Bezos is when that parachute opens. You're dropping then. That's a that's a long way to come down. Mm. So are they They're in gonna zero camera like, right can now? Can we see anything or no? They're going to release the video from inside after the fight. Some of them spinning around is going to come later. So right now, all you hear is them talking.
1: That's awesome. He doesn't sound nervous, though. No, he doesn't, man. He doesn't. He's having a good
3: time. He's got $200,000 tickets to sell (laughs) now.
2: This is
4: great. He's gone
1: straight in sales. Let me ask you a question. If you're watching this, if you're watching this, and if you could afford it, thumbs up, $200,000 you'd spend to go there. Thumbs down, I could care less about going up there. Smash thumbs up if you would spend, if you had the money, $200,000 was not anything to you. Can you lower my audio bar like 10%? If, if money wasn't an issue to you, would you spend $200,000 to go to space? Thumbs up. Thumbs down. I could care less about going to space.
4: What's yours? Thumbs down. I, I don't like heights, number one. Okay? And, and I don't need thrills. I, I just don't need them At in all. life. I don't need them. I, I get thrills other ways. I don't need to manufacture them by going up into space. I just, I'm not into it. Mm. $200,000. I'd spend $200,000 to be weightless, I think, yeah.
1: <laughs> How much could Gerard bench in space? Five million pounds? Man, unlimited. <laughs> he could lift that uh, rocket. No, but, but would you want to do that? Would you uh, want to go?
3: Dude, yeah, I'm an adrenaline junkie for sure. So you would?
1: Yeah, I'd I think so. Kai, yeah. what's your... What, uh, David, I want you to think about... Malin, I want you to think about it. Kai. Would you go 200000 Money's not an issue. I would. You I would? Wouldn't,
3: I wouldn't be one of the first people to do it, but like, I'd be...
4: Maybe like 10 rounds in, I'd be... You I'd would do, do it. You yeah. Yeah, no.
1: would care less.
4: I, I, not only I could care less. I hate roller coasters. I, they freak me out. I don't think I could make it. I just don't like the heights So you'd the be the sensation. guy turning
1: around, coming back down this. Oh, steps. you're damn right. I'd be raising my hand. <laughs> is, it, is it the roller coaster? To
4: escort me down the stairs. I think the good? audio
1: is yeah. very loud, all in all. So lower it 10% total. It's a little too loud. If you ask me, yeah, even for us. Okay,
3: is it the roller coaster that freaks you out, Tom, or is it the, the meth head running the roller coaster? <laughs> See, I, I think I, I got a little more uh, faith Tom in, on in uh, this one. I'll NASA. set this one out.
5: Uh, if, it's, if it's just commercialized and it's like a flight, let's do it. But if it's like this crazy tight spaceship, I'll send this one out. How funny
3: would that be, though? And like, if this was so old hat in 50 years that they just have like old carnies running the <laughs> running the rockets in the space? Yeah, there's like one guy with a with a red hanging out the side of his mouth, like, "Hey, you ready to go up to Mars, bud? Would you,
1: Would you do it or no?
2: Uh, yeah, I would also have to wait for a couple runs. You that's would, just, but I, I mean, I like roller coasters and adrenaline, but that's risking your whole life.
1: Yeah. I agree. You're going. You've I, got I, motorcycles. I, I would. I would. I mean, to me, it's... But I will tell you, I don't like tight spaces. I'm not a fan of tight spaces, but I would go.
4: So, okay, so it landed back... Uh, that's insane. Then It came right back on that landing spot, isn't it? It looks kind of burnt. <laughs> Fully. It needs a car wash. That's, so it's coming back down that's now. That's that, man. That's well, it. Yep. Well, now they're on their way down. I think they got like three minutes where they get to do cartwheels and stuff. You know, so we we can
3: get this in in clear six K HD. But every freaking UFO video that we see is like a dot matrix
1: uh, from from an old school like Game Boy. Like, come on, it's a hell of a steady cam they have. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, there you go. So if you would have said years ago, one day there's going to come a time where you can go to space for two hundred grand a pop, I actually think this is going to be a business model, and I think. The the next thing is who can – can you lower the audio at this point? I think the next thing is how creative they get with this, meaning what else is going to happen. You know, now it's a publicity stunt. Now it's going to be like who's going to be in it, what celebrity. Mm -hmm. Are they going to be able to pull a Kardashian, a rock, a – Ronaldo, a Messi, somebody that's going to want to go, like, you got to market this yeah. thing for people to say, I want to go do it. Is a YouTuber going to go on there, make a video about it, and get, like, you know, 200 million views? And, oh my gosh, you got to do it, like, at a discounted right. rate. Well, you what, know, what's going to be next? Here's
4: what's going to be the next thing Join the 30 Mile High Club. And you uh-huh. go up there. Couldn't uh-huh. you, the, could you see some points? You just I- fired Gerard up right now. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah.
3: Now
1: you're in it for sure. <laughs> it's
3: paid by the yeah. hour. I no, like it. <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: Now okay, talking, folks, baby. we were able to get so by the way, just so you know, most people want to go. Everybody wants to go. I, I mean, it's a 9 to 1. Yeah,
3: I
4: know. who wanna wants go. to go and who doesn't yeah. want to
1: go. 9 to 1 who says I'm willing to go versus those who don't want to go.
3: 200,000 actually seems like not a lot of money. So you're telling me eight people, that's 800,000 for for eight a rocket people lunch? times
1: eight people. No, no you four mean
3: people, four times 200,000. $800,000, yeah. yeah. For a rocket launch, I can't believe it. It's got to be that's got to be it's more expensive, expensive than to that, send right? that thing
4: up. I don't know. Maybe they're going to be bigger when they go up. Maybe this is the the test module. If my, kids- do you think
3: you're allowed more than two bags or?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> American Airlines. They, they, imagine if they start doing that. You'll you'll take off. Maybe you'll go to space when we good and damn well feel like they,
4: it. They had to turn that flight around because someone didn't have their mask on. <laughs> exactly.
1: Hi, let, let, let us let us give you a softball story here. Here, let's give a story to Gerard. Kai, can we Mass, let, let this space. thing let this thing keep going nice in the job. background? We'll see what's going on here as we get up. Musk said it's uh, space garbage is supposed to be
3: like like no. All jokes aside, like space garbage is going to be a big industry because they have so much stuff up there. They have to protect their their satellites. So going up there and cleaning the the space garbage that's
1: in orbit is going to be like a big. The industry. The stuff he thinks about, like who wakes mm-hmm. up in the morning saying I, I need to start a waste
4: management <laughs> company in space. <laughs> There it is. They just landed, Michael Franzese. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if a Martian got out? Like it commandeered the thing. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> we come to take over the planet.
1: Jeff is probably going to get out with his famous smile and his laugh. You know his laugh. <laughs> right. Alex Jones is watching this, getting angry at Patrick.
3: Aliens don't come from outer space. I told you they're interdimensional. They've already been here.
1: Reptilian. Now, that's <laughs> David Icke. All right. Let me let me let me cover the Musk story, and then we'll see if this guy comes out and what he's going to say about it. Musk tells Solar City trial that Tesla would die if he wasn't CEO. This is a Reuters story. Elon Musk insisted in court that Tesla's board controls the company, but also said the electric vehicle would me- would die if he wasn't the chief executive. As he ended his first day of testimony on Monday in defense of the Tesla's 26 and acquisition of Solar City, the lawsuit by union pension funds and asset managers alleges the celebrity CEO strong-armed Tesla's board of directors into depleting. The company's asset with a $2.6 billion all-stock deal for SolarCity. The CEO at the time owned a roughly 22, the COB and Elon Musk, 22% stake in both Tesla and SolarCity, which was founded by his cousins. And some Tesla shareholders alleged the deal was aimed at bailing out Musk's investment in the solar panel company, kicking off a two-week trial in Wilmington, Delaware. Musk testified that he has tried very hard not to be the CEO of Tesla, but I have to or, frankly, Tesla's going to die.
4: Yeah. Thoughts? I think he's got to be really, really pissed off. And, and it comes through in his comments right here. Like, the nerve of these shareholders, what have I done to you with your with the wealth that you've attained through Tesla stock, and you want to try to hang me on this little technicality? That's what great visionaries do. They take shortcuts every now and then. They figure out ways to do it because they got the guts to do it. They think they can get away with it. You know what? This trial's interesting. He's had a verbal tete-a-tete with the, uh, the uh, other lawyer in this civil trial. I mean, they went at it in day one but I I believe Musk 100% that he would not want to be Tesla's CEO anymore and I'll tell you why he's not having fun I just don't think it's a fun job for him anymore there's a lot of issues you know just dealing with what he has to do maybe having the SEC on the horizon now too you know a shortage of supply you can't really get a Tesla if you want one right now and he sees these other billionaires having fun flying off into space and he's got a space company too but he can't spend any time on that because it's dealing with issues and problems he'd give up Tesla in one second if he could yeah. but it would fall apart.
3: Yeah and 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 he's been infiltrated by some far left proxies too that are, uh, off you know that the, he's hired people that have turned out to be political operatives against him and they get in specifically to try to convince all his employees to unionize. And he's he said he's like why the second you lo- you unionize you lose all your Tesla stock. Why would any of you want to do this? Like so um look man I'll tell you this I am a shareholder in Tesla, and I, uh, I, I've i put my deposit down, I, I support Elon Musk every chance I get. Elon Musk is either ousted or sells. I sell. I'm out. 100%. I don't invest in Tesla. I invest in Elon Musk. And I think that uh, that I, I represent a majority of those shareholders, and I think he knows that. And he's said on multiple occasions, he's like, guys, threaten me again. I'll take this company private. Just. One more time, just one more time, don't let me do what I want to do with my own company and I will pull the plug. I don't need the money. I, I will take this thing private.
1: I'm going to give you a completely different perspective from what you guys just said here. He's playing with fire. <clears throat> and here's what I mean by he's playing with fire. Um, so so a, a company is like a government. You have to realize each company is like a government. It's got the people in the middle who are the best people to bounce ideas off of because they'll be like, okay, let me think about it. And then they're reasonable. Yeah, I don't know about that, Joe. I don't know if I like that idea. And they'll sincerely tell you, I don't know if I like are that idea. Are you talking
4: about his fellow executives? Or yeah, okay. I'm talking right. executives. Yeah, okay. I'm talking like board, executive, yeah. Yeah. people
1: you're working with. So you got the C-suites, you got the board, right? There's people in the board that are like, yeah, Elon, that's, we should actually consider it. You know what? Why don't we have a couple of people run some numbers here and see what that looks like if we were to make a half a billion-dollar investment into that, 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 right? Then there are those that no matter what he says, they're going to say no to. There those, then there are those that no matter what he says, they're going to say yes to, right? So then there's gridlock on the board. When there's gridlock in the board, the founder, the driver, the CEO loses his or her mind when there's gridlock. This is why you're talking 51% rule. Or if your name is uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you keep it at 26% and you're out of Delaware, which means you still have 2x the amount of votes, which is 52%. So you can still have control no matter what anybody else says. Even though you're not a 51% owner, you can still set it up that way to have the influence, right? But at the same time, you have to know that the no people, the people that are just automatic no's, they're typically the ones that are more pro-government and more, you know, uh, uh, you know, regulation, some of that the stuff. Bureaucrats, right? they're bureaucrats? Yes, they're bureaucrats, right? So they're a little bit uh, afraid of what could happen. And so they're one step away if you piss me off. I may not be able to do anything to you, but I know how to make your life a living hell. Yeah. Okay? Which means going to who?
3: Oh, they're litigators. They go right they, to lawyers. They go,
1: not to lawyers, buddy. It's the SEC. Yeah, the they SEC. go back yeah. to right. making his life a living hell. So. And these are people that he put on his board that would do that. Not necessarily he put on his board. So he can nominate some people to be on his board. Others can nominate to be on his board. You don't necessarily have everybody you choose to be on your board.
3: I don't understand how that works. Can you give me like a two minute on that? Okay, so
1: let's just say you come in and you say, "I'm gonna put. I'm gonna raise a billion. I'm gonna raise. Let's start a small company. Okay. Okay, it's 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 the two of you start a small company together." And but you're getting to a point like even yesterday I'm interviewing the uh, Dave's Killer Bread you know Dave's uh, yeah, Killer that. Bread yeah. Great Bread I'm interviewing the guy right they start the business they go from doing 200 loaves a week to doing 500,000 loaves a week mm. he says we don't have money to because we keep running out of money we don't know what to do so then eventually Flower Foods comes in and buys them out and now they're doing 10 million a week Yikes. loaves of bread per week he gets 275 million million dollar cash deal hmm. but out of the 275 million million dollar cash deal he only got 33 million dollars. why poor, poor guy Here's why, here's why. Because when you're growing, you don't have funds. So you have to go grow and raise capital. So you come, let's just say to me, and you say, Pat, we need about $10 million. I say, I'll give you $10 million. Great, in return, I want you to have a seven-man board seat. Out of your seven-man board seat, I want three seats.
3: okay.
1: That's how it works. Got you. So you say, okay, so the four board seats, it's gonna be what, you, Tom, and you pick whoever else the two are, and I bring my three. The go with the money guy is to maybe win one more board seat. If I win one more board seat, you can come up with all the craziest ideas you want, but that doesn't necessarily mean mm. that your ideas are gonna win. It's like a corporate filibuster. In other words, kind of like what's going on right now in Senate or Congress yeah. where it's like a, you know, blockade or nothing really gets through. Oh man, through.
3: that's kind of a deal with the devil. So you need the money to run your business, but then they take your business and yes. from you. Yes,
1: yeah, so it's not just to share. So many times people think when you're bringing a money person in, you're worried about the you know, the equity you're giving up. Yeah. No, it's the control you're giving oh, up. So okay. Tasmanian devils, like Elon Musk, don't do well with control. Mm-hmm. But he has to understand, you're not worth 50 million. You're not worth 20 million. You're worth 150 yeah. to 200 billion on a Monday, you could be worth 120, yeah. Friday you could be worth $200 billion. The GDP of a small island. Yeah. It's absolutely the GDP of a good size island, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if he goes in the offensive the way he is, he has to know all the money in the world. Even if he's worth a trillion dollars, the government doesn't give a shit how much you're worth. Mm. Regulation has, the government has a history of ruining people's lives who have a lot of money that think they can open their mouth and say anything. He has to understand that. And he has to make some friends. Or he's got to be willing to go all in. If he does go all in, if he does go all in, there are way too many people that would team up against him. There's a country that doesn't like him too much. And you know what that country is called. He went in thinking he can make a deal with them and what did they all of a sudden do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring your cars over here, we'll do a deal with you. We learn everything about what your cars like. You know what, yeah. get out of here. We're good. We got yeah. we gotta figure it out. That country's name is yeah, happy one hundredth birthday to egalitarian So All I'm saying to all I'm saying about what he's doing right now, and by the way, another part, I'll give you another part. When you say the company would flop without me, okay. Now imagine you were the CMO of that company. Mm-hmm. You're busting your ass working 80 hours a week. The CEO says, the company would be nothing without me. Do you really want to work for that CEO?
4: Well, keep in mind, they don't do marketing, though. So what
1: I mean, do you mean they don't do marketing? A form of marketing is putting your stores in the malls, and that's that's a form of marketing.
4: Okay. A yeah. form of
1: marketing is that video you advertising. make. No, no, I know that, yeah, but a form okay. of marketing okay. is you make right, a video right. for Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, that's all marketing, right? Imagine you're his CFO. Imagine you're his CRO. Imagine you're his COO. Imagine you're his president, yeah. and the guy says, you guys are not going to do anything without me. Yeah. You think there's cohesiveness on the team right now? I think there's a certain part of a rift going on mm-hmm. right now on that team because there's only so much C-suite executives can take it to say, dude, I'm going to yeah. go somewhere else to be appreciated. So, again, it's for- the board is forcing him to pin himself against yeah. his executives. It's not a good look. Yeah,
4: but I agree with you that I, I, they're probably pissed off and that they don't feel validated and, and worth – You know what they feel they are when he says that, but I also believe it's true. It is true. There are some companies that the 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 leader is so dynamic. And so remember when they had no one say it's not true. Okay. Keep, All right. keep going. Keep yeah. going. remember when We remember when they had Man, I literally this worked for one of those companies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so. re- remember when they had this situation maybe 2 years ago where they weren't producing the the model the the E or whatever and he had to go in there and sleep on the couch and work 20 hours a day for yeah. like a month and a half to keep it going. I mean, he basically saved the company right there. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, it's a, it's a tug of war because he's right and he is going to lose some good executives along the way, but I don't know. Don't you think that he thinks if I lost Tesla, I'll just go build another yeah, one? Yeah,
2: but
1: but but here's a saying, buddy. Like, this is, this is how I, again, listen, I, Elon Musk is Elon Musk. I admire this man for what he's done. And God knows he's done more good for the world than bad. So we need, we, we have to keep a guy like this sane to keep producing and solving many big problems because he vibrates at a level other people don't. But this is the one part to keep, keep in mind. When you're good, talk about it. Promote it, yeah. If you're good at something, but when you're great, you don't talk about it. Other people do, yeah. Other people do. You, Michael Jordan never went on talking about how great he is. LeBron on the other hand, LeBron on the other hand a different story. <laughs> but Michael Jordan just went and showed you greatness, and then you said, "This man is great." Mm-hmm. Elon Musk is great. You don't need to tell man. us; we know already. You're great. All right. How much? Mo- you just said something.
3: You got to keep him. Got to keep himself sane. He's going in there. He's working 18-hour days. He says he only works. He only sleeps four hours. How long can you keep that up before there's burnout? How long? I like. Just because you're an executive doesn't mean you're not a human. And that's just one of his companies, by the way. Yeah, there has to be, like, we expect these people to function at such a high level. You got a Ferrari, best car in the world. You keep it in the red for too long, the engine explodes. Uh, I
1: don't disagree, but here's what happens. Just so you know what happens if you're redlining it too much. You know what happens? Happened to me a handful of times in my career. When When I'm pushing too hard, and again, this scares the hell out of some people. When I'm pushing too hard, my body just shuts down. You go to the emergency room, you get IV'd up. And people tell, you know, your, your body's purely on exhaustion. One time I was on a two-week uh, road trip visiting all these offices, and I was going on two to four hours of sleep a night. And it was just, just you know, very difficult. To, when I came back on 2 o'clock in the morning, I don't even know what's going on with my body. I went to the hospital, and next thing you know, they checked me out. They put the IV in me. They said, sir, I said, is it my heart? They says, no, your heart is fine. Everything's functioning mm-hmm. well. Your body's just telling you are freaking exhausted is what it is. This happens to athletes who are pushing the limits. This happens to military. This happens to business people. And he's testing. And by the way, eventually something's going to happen to his health. And that's what gets him. Like, you know, when... uh, a lot of these people, business people, they hit a wall and then there's a health issue and they're like, I better start paying attention to it. He's going to pay attention to it as well. Yeah. But I think for him, you're not going to slow him down. Like, is someone going to sit this guy down and say, hey, Elon, Bring some I think you need to get seven hours of sleep to reach RAM." He ain't going to listen to nobody. No. 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 I don't even think it's that, though. I, I'm talking about like when I get tired,
3: you know, I my patience is the first thing that goes. And this might be something tweeting two o'clock in the morning after 48 hours of work and where he just doesn't have patience. He just doesn't have the yeah, patience, sure. you know what I'm saying? For me, when I get when I get worn down, yeah. you, you get the physical that you're talking about, but the mental drain is even worse, where I just I don't have the patience for something yeah. small that I would have been able to be like, alright, no worries about it, we'll talk about it tomorrow, when I was functioning at a level I should be functioning yeah. at, 11 hours later I'm just like, dude, why would you even ask yeah. me something so stupid? Like You snap at something
4: like yeah. that, the patience goes. I think if you read between these lines with his quotes too, I think he feels trapped because he's built such—I don't disagree. Yeah, I think he's built such yeah. a behemoth. He wishes yeah. he had that exit button. Yeah. He knows he can't leave. He knows that comp He a—it's physically impossible for him to leave that company. Yeah. But if he could, and that's why he's doing Saturday Night Live, and that's why he's going over to Richard Branson's, yeah. you know, cheap kitchen the, the night of his flight. By the way, there's some great memes with with Musk and, and Branson in that kitchen together. But I, he would he would exit stage left if he could. I I don't I don't
1: disagree with that as well. Listen, sometimes. Remember the last dance when Michael's mm-hmm. going through his back to back to back, then his father, then the whole thing's just like, I just want to get away. Mm-hmm. Guy would be in a hotel. Remember that one scene where he's just sitting in the hotel and just waiting for the game? Yeah. Just doesn't look happy. Yeah. He looked miserable. Yeah. Like, you're like, you wanted this your entire life now. But Dennis Rodman, but, I need three days in Vegas. He, but <laughs> he had to come back. He had to come back and figure out a way how to deal with media and do it in a way where it worked for him. The second time around, if you ever watch Michael first time around media, Second time around media, it's as if that year and a half got him to straighten out his relationship with the media and he learned how to deal with them. I think Elon's got to, you know, step away. Yeah, I think he's got a maybe six month hiatus. You just got to go away, bro. Just go do your thing. Spend some time with your kids, with your wife, with whatever you want to do. Keep it low key. Figure yourself out and come back out because the way he's going right now. I I think he's going to – they're not going to let him go at the pace he's going right now. They're just not. He's going to show up.
4: And he's got two other big companies that he's trying to run as well. Like if he takes some time away from Tesla, he still has – you know the, the the rocket company, and then he still got his solar company, and then he still yep. has his boring company, and yep. trying to save the Guy's world.
1: Guy's a rock star, yeah. man. You know he's a he's a kind of guy
4: that a thousand years
1: from now, if we don't have Armageddon happen with dinosaurs showing back up, people are gonna read about Elon Musk, mm-hmm. and the, Elon Musk is gonna be a Rockefeller Chase type of a guy. He's a once in a lifetime generation yep. type of guy. And we gotta appreciate the guy when he's here. So. Uh, okay, let's talk about Space Jam. Let's mm-hmm. go to Space Jam. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to okay. talk about Space Jam, and then uh, we'll see what the article has to say. Page 9, if you want to go to it, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll cover that. And you said, by the way, Tom, you said you've seen it as well, right? I have not seen oh, it. Oh, you yet. have not no, seen it. No. Okay. LeBron James sends message to haters as Space Jam takes over box office. This is a New York Post story. LeBron James sent a message to the world as his new film takes over the box office. James took to Twitter to link an article stating, Space Jam, a new legacy, is set to finish the weekend at number one with a projected $32 million opening, beating out Black Widow. Hi, haters. James wrote, Kai, can you pull up this Twitter tweet, please? Hi, haters. The sequel to 1996, Michael Jordan, Les Space Jam, pulled in more than $13 million on Friday despite poor reviews. The m- a movie, which reportedly cost $150 million to make, is also available on HBO Max. Other hoop stars who appear in the Space Jam sequel include Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Diana Taurasi, and Clay Thompson. So having said that, Gerard, you watched it last night. Tell us about it. <laughs>
3: Space Jam, the original Space
1: Jam is one of my favorite movies, and in fairness, I'm not a LeBron James
3: fan, but I thought, okay, listen, it's a kid's movie, they can can polish his image, right? And all this thing was, the first 15 minutes were the most self-aggrandizing, arrogant thing I've ever seen in my life, juxtaposed against the original Space Jam, where the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes were Michael Jordan joking about himself, it was self-deprecating, right there, just the self-awareness of what you need to know. LeBron James being called king and you know showing why he's the greatest thing in the world, you know versus Michael Jordan cracking on himself right off the bat. That's all you need to know about about the two guys and and the way that they maintain their brand. But I watched it. I got all the way through it, and it had some unbelievably talented people. Don Cheadle. Ryan Kugler, the the animation was was
1: terrific. Don Cheadle killed it. By the way, there was
3: like seven jokes, and I, I I sat there after you know an hour and a half, and I felt like I was in like some sort of mental gulag. I have no idea why I I did this ninety minutes of my life on this, and I said, you know, I, I I'm not positive if this is true, but I think I can make an argument that Casey Anthony is a better mother than Space Jam is a movie. I think. I'm not positive. Didn't, didn't
4: care for it. I'm not
3: I'm not Pod. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really in the the you know, I don't want I don't like ripping other artists and stuff like that, man. And you know, 150 million dollars some unbelievable guys. That's great, but this was the single worst thing I think I've ever this was the room bad. This was oh high mark level bad. This was Oh man, I, I don't even like this. Should be this should be classified as a war crime. This thing was horrible. How they're showing this to children? That is, bad to you. Oh my now, god! Now
4: Gerard doesn't have children, right? No. So it's not like you're sitting there with a couple kids that might have right. dug it. So he you have any thoughts yeah, on that? I, I, I have some father. thoughts on it. Number one, I think this is all spin, right? I think I think LeBron can come out. Hey haters, scoreboard. But you know what? If this was a normal times, that's not a good debut. Thirty two million is not a good Friday through Sunday debut. As a matter of fact, it's right up there with Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle. All right. They did he did the exact same damn thing in 2020. And that was considered one of the probably the biggest flop of Downey's career. So A, you have limited releases right now. Yeah. Okay. There's just not that many movies. There's not that many options out there. B, you know, if you compare it to what Michael debuted with, what Jerry Maguire was out at that mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some big, big movies and some competition. I give LeBron credit, he shows up at the finals. With his own bottle of tequila that he's promoting and he's got the movie. If he was in the finals, this thing would have done even better, right? Because that's a, a running commercial. Well, that for was the him. plan
1: though. If you look at the sure, date sure. when it came uh, out, the exactly. plan
4: was he yeah. would be in the
1: finals. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I
4: think yeah. I think this is a little bit of a disappointment, but all in all, it's gonna do well. It's gonna do a couple hundred million worldwide, especially he, when you bring in the streaming numbers. He
3: just doesn't know how to have fun. He's like the least fun human being. Like the dude is A-rod, man. Like it's like so image conscious. He just everything comes off as so canned. You were right. I felt like I was watching LeBron James propaganda. This was not. So,
1: a fun movie at so all. So, here's what happened with me. Kai, go back to the tweet that I sent to you. Like, go go to that. So, here's what I said. I responded back to him. I said, Jordan versus LeBron Space Jam. Space Jam 1 MJ, budget $80 million. Box office $250.2 in 1997, not including inflation. No stream and no social media. Space Jam 2, budget 150 Box office, it would need to do $471 million to match Space Jam 1. No hater here, just simple data, right? right? That's what there I responded. Okay. So now. <laughs> Two hours after this tweet goes out, I take the kids to go watch it. So it's uh, myself and the kids and Mario and Carol. So we go to watch the we go to watch the, the the what do you call it the movie. And for me, the first fifteen minutes, just looked pretty much what you said. It looked like a documentary. It didn't like a, look like a movie. It looked like how great he is, his highlight reel, all that stuff, right? And then the story starts, and it's the story of father, son, and you know he's forcing him to be a basketball player. And this guy's a gamer, and you know, hey. I I, I saw that part. The emotional connection about a father trying to get his kids to be like him. It's a very difficult position. It's LeBron James. This guy is... The greatest basketball player in the world as of three years ago, right? I mean, it's changed the last two or three years. The greatest basketball player yeah. around the world. So the storyline was great. So I asked my kids afterwards, not going to lie to you, the last 45 minutes, I was knocked out. It was the best sleep <laughs> I had in a long time. I'm not, not to take shots right, at the movie. Right. Just so everybody knows, I knock out 50% of the movies I Do, watch. Okay. So this is not like it's a Space champ thing. It's a PBD was thing. Was the theater full? Shout out to J.P. Sears. The theater was not only full, they clapped at the end. People stood up screaming. They loved the storyline, okay. okay? I asked my kids, what would you think about it? They like Space Jam 2 more than one. Mm-hmm. But they don't know like the whole history and all this other stuff. They don't look at it from that standpoint. My boys related to the story that has to do with them and their father. That's all they talked about. Because my son says he wants to be a scientist. So he's not trying to be, and I always tell him, about it, I don't want you to do what your daddy does. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. right? So to them, it was kind of like that connection they made with the story. I thought the story was phenomenal, is what the story was. The writer is an Armenian writer, by the way. The guy who wrote the script as an Armenian writer, I thought the uh, script was great. I thought Don was freaking insane. He's Don Cheadle. He's, he just crushed it. Yeah. I thought LeBron is not an actor. I thought LeBron's commercials, the first year he came out, were better than the acting he did in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, there's, there's just a part of me that, you know, I go back and I think about a couple things here. Again, high haters, numbers here. Mm. I mean, what, what, what do you, buddy? First of all, Michael wouldn't do that. Here's the other part, here's the other part. If I'm LeBron James, why didn't Kobe Bryant ever do Space Jam 2? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are you doing Space Jam 2? Like, what is the idea of doing Space Jam 2? I don't even, if I'm his marketer, if I'm his right hand guy, and I'm sitting there saying, nothing about your brand has ever been linked to Michael Jordan. Kobe's was. Kobe was trying to be like Mike. Kobe's Mm -hmm. the Gatorade commercial, like Mike. I want to be like Mike. I want to be, you know, the whole thing? Yes. Kobe was trying to be Mike. Yeah. There's nothing about LeBron James that's like he's trying to be Michael. Other than the number. Not his game. Not Well, it used to be six yeah. until Michael yeah. said, you know, he took a shot at LeBron saying no one is bigger than the NBA. Yeah. And then Michael, LeBron's like, I'll take 23, right? Now, LeBron, do your own movie. Mm-hmm. What's Space Jam? So I don't understand that concept. Like, are we supposed to expect
4: Giannis to do Space Jam 3 in about 10 years? I don't know about that. I think, my, I think LeBron secretly thought he was going to do a better movie than Michael. I think he wanted to one up him. Maybe. And, and I think that was dangerous. You know, by the way, they were also tooting their horn about, and like I said, this is all spin, you know, with, with movie numbers. That's all it is. They were coming out and saying, we beat Black Widow. Well, Black Widow's been out for three weeks and it did <laughs> 80 million on their first weekend. Yeah. Right? So there's no comparison there whatsoever. I will give LeBron credit for one thing. It's not easy acting on a green screen and with animated characters. I mean, if you're not a trained actor and then you have to try to pull that off and make it seem real, I'm going to go check it out. Dash wants to see it. So Neither was
1: gonna... Mike, by the way. Neither was with, Mike.
4: Was yeah. all... Michael yeah. was also uh, not an actor. With
3: Ryan Coogler advising you and $150 million on the on the Warner
4: lot, you don't think it's uh, no, something you can pull off? Well, I'm, so, I'm sure he can, by but the I'm way, just saying it's
1: not the easiest <laughs> thing. If you're watching this, who watched it? If you watched it, did you like it? Did you not like it? Just out of curiosity. You know, if, you, if, you, if you've seen it and you liked it, put thumbs up. If you watched it and you didn't like it, put thumbs down. Maybe give us a score yeah. Yeah. out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, I think, has got a 4-2 or 4-3. I don't know what the score is. Yeah. IMDb is a 4-3 here. This thing of ours just posted 4-3 on IMDb. What's your score out of 10 if you actually watch it? And right next to it, write down. I'm a LeBron James fan or I'm not a LeBron James fan. Go ahead.
3: Well, I mean, look, I, you know, I, I like that he set the bar so low for success because my dumb internet videos have got like 34, 35 million views. So... Uh... Hi, haters. Like, I'm, I'm crushing
4: it. I'm killing it, man. So thanks, LeBron, for that. You know what else <laughs> I saw regarding LeBron? You know, he's got that entertainment company, Spring Hill Entertainment. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that they're looking at a potential billion-dollar exit out of that thing. Like, literally... Like there's going to be a billion dollar offer for that. I oh, mean, yeah. that him and why, Maverick Carter. Why an exit though? Well, I mean, because someone's going to buy it out or invest into it or something. Not to pivot, but did you see Omaha Productions with Peyton and Eli Manning? Yeah, yeah. The,
3: the massive contract they just signed with ESPN. They're gonna, they're gonna like <laughs> an alternative Monday Night Football broadcast,
4: dude, for ESPN. Which
3: How much? is awesome. How much? It was the undisclosed, but they've got like ten year contract to continue. basically they're going to be the production company for ESPN Plus they're going to be the premium production company. What's the USPN. number? Do we? do you have did they no, estimate it un, a number it 100 million, 200 million, 300 million, uh, it, a billion? It,
1: it would have I would I would posit it's 100 million somewhere okay. around now there. Okay. So yeah. like 10 million a year top of a number is yeah. what we're talking about. Okay, so Mark uh, Mark said he's uh, 8 for 10, kid 7 out of 10, I don't like LeBron, whack 1 out of 10 and you know this other guys a LeBron fan put it down. Uh, always
3: it is LeBron, what it is. Did LeBron take like
1: three shots in the movie, by the way?
3: Like I don't I was, like yeah, I was asleep. I'm indifferent. <laughs> I'm i I'm a, I'm a I soccer
5: asleep. fan. And yeah, LeBron played basketball for two seconds in that movie. He literally played basketball for like a second. Really? Yeah, it was, it was barely any basketball. So
1: I fell asleep after the Tasmanian Devil took the score from whatever it was to four fifty, four seventy. I knocked out. Yeah, right you didn't after miss that. much. Okay, right. <laughs> they so that's what happened with me.
4: <laughs> hey, you can see Space Jam three with Bronny James yeah. in ten years.
1: Okay, yeah. if I'm <laughs> anyone's marketer, if I'm representing a brand, I'm gonna be like, buddy, don't do a Space yeah. Jam. Let's do completely a different yeah. story. You don't need to do it. That's Mike. That's MJ. Leave it alone. You cannot beat that guy's mm-hmm. brand. Yeah, but when Warner Brothers write you a check this big and is like, hey, can you make us relevant again, bud? Here's the point. Anybody's willing to write you a check at that time. You know mm-hmm. how many people want to write a check for LeBron? Like the story of Don Cheadle, like yeah. wanting to get LeBron. There's hundreds of people like that that are trying to get LeBron oh, yeah. right now. It's LeBron. Yeah. You got him to do any project you want right now, you, as long as you can cut yeah, the check.
5: He sounds like he's living <laughs> quite the life of privilege. Also, why didn't they cast his actual family? Like, his family in the that, movie has the exact... I was wondering the same thing! And if you're saying because those are actors, they could barely act. <laughs> why don't you get the actual family?
2: David. I had oh to
5: Google gosh. it if those were his kids. I was like, why doesn't LeBron's what kids a look shot. like him, man?
1: <laughs> Listen, just because David has a great voice, he writes his own song, he plays the guitar, he knows how to wom- woman, it doesn't mean you can talk trash to LeBron's family <laughs> like that. But that was a very good oh point, my by the way. Gosh. Thank you. It was a good Kai, point. It was Kai, a good point. you're you're replaced,
3: Kai. Get out. David.
1: Take his place. (laughs) All right. So let's continue. Let's go to Disney. Let's go to Disney. Let's go to Disney. So Disney is moving 2,000 jobs from California to Florida. Here's why. One of the great things about America's 50th state federal system is that people can vote with their feet in response to different policies. The Walt Disney Company is the latest business to plan to move some operations out of California in favor of a lower tax state. Disney will move 2,000 jobs from its California headquarters to a new campus in Florida. In a letter to employees, Disney executive Josh Damaro explained that the decision to relocate the jobs is partly due to Florida's business-friendly climate. The California Policy Center has documented an extensive list of celebrities and enterprises to leave the state due to its high taxes and unfriendly business climate. This includes major corporations like Yule Packard, Oracle, Palantir, Dole Food, Nestle, Toyota, and many others moving thousands of jobs out of California. Notable celebrities and
4: entrepreneurs, including Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, have left the state in recent years as well. Thoughts? It's just like everything else. You know, It's a slow trickle of negativity in California. And when this all first started five, six, seven years ago, when the country started to get divided, I thought, you know, no way. This is the United States. We're going to rally. I-, I can't see this lasting forever. Things are going to turn. But you know what? It's just like everything else. A celebrity here, a company there, Disney 2000 employees here. And I I drive around LA right now, Pat. You won't even recognize it for what it was when you moved to the United States or even right before you left. It's the deterioration of everything. It's ugly, okay? There's no pride in keeping up the city anymore. There is graffiti everywhere, there's garbage everywhere. Underneath every bridge bridge overhang there's there's just tons of trash. Now the Winnebago's yeah. are are lined up and and you know everybody is sick of the homeless issue. It's just gotten so out of control. Um for me I'm going to myself, okay, what is going to be the tipping point for me? And here's what it is. I've decided, I think I know what it is for me. It's if Antifa come starting to do what they did in Portland. If they turn L.A. into their next battleground, I will run from that state very, very, very fast. And I'm, I'm a little worried because they've already had a few little battles and things going on in L.A. already. But, you know, this is just another example. And you can't get more powerful than Disney sending out a statement that says, Florida is business friendly. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single word in that statement was calculated, and they were sending that missile. And they'll send more. They'll send more. This is the first wave of them going out there. But, you know, they have a little issue in Orlando because there's no housing. So if they send two people to Orlando. There's very little inventory for yeah, houses. They, they don't have enough new ho- homes. They don't have enough have houses to live for sale. Forty
1: minutes out, forty
4: miles out. So and f- by the way, traffic in Orlando is getting bad. it's yeah. not. It's
1: not like it used to be ten yeah. years ago.
4: So that that's the, the other situation they we're dealing with. But I mean, look, that's a big deal. Two thousand Disney yeah. employees moving to Florida.
3: I really wouldn't worry that much about it. I think me, Kevin's going to organize the uh, National Guard to come in and force people to stay, so there's that. It's going to be uh, forced non-relocation, but friendly. Friendly. Look forward to your seven corny uh, response videos to that one, Gov. But the... Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell you, man, I am not very happy about this because these people are the parasites. These people are the parasite Borg from outer space who find they, they consume all the resources in an area and then they they suck it dry with their progressive policies and they come to a new area that's ripe without them and they're going to suck it dry as well. You think Disney is not going to bring their progressive policies to Florida? You think they're not going to bring their financial influence to think- Florida? the political are. system? Think but I think but they, they are. But they already right. have them here. They've got 100,000 yeah. employees already here. 2,000, 2,000, 5,000, yeah. relocate let, the let, headquarters. Let me,
1: listen, let me, Let me. And, it, and they may, and it may happen, right? But you have to also sit there and ask the question, why are we leaving? Why are we moving, right? Why mm-hmm. are we leaving? Mm-hmm. It, 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 look, I, I, I still remember Chiyabani Hojet. It's a street I was born on. I still remember Jam Hospital. It's the hospital I was born in. I still remember Gulbengian. First five years I went to Gulbengian. It was a sk- Armenian school. I still remember the Assyrian church I used to go to. I still remember remember going to Esfan on vacation with my family. Last the only vacation I went on with my mom and dad. I still remember Esfan. I still remember going to Bandar Palevi and driving by Rasht, which now they've changed the name to the city, and we'd go there and have caviar. I still remember Tamu Hushang, these are all friends and family. I still remember every one of these guys. It's still in my blood. I am from Iran. I love the culture that we had during that time. Armenian, Assyrian from Iran. Till today, it's in my heart. Every single time we think about Iran, we ask, why do we leave? I couldn't say anything. I was silenced. We were afraid. We were worried. If you told anybody you're Christian, if you told... And you would sit there and like, even as a kid, hmm. it didn't take a lot to realize this concept didn't work. Freedom is everything. This is why we go to America, the greatest country on the world till today. I don't know what's gonna happen 10 years from now, but till today it's the greatest country in the world. So a lot of these guys that are leaving, here's what I'm wondering. If you've ever read the book by Bob Iger, what's the book called, Kai? The Bob Iger's book is the- Right of a Lifetime. Right of a Lifetime, right? He talks about how he's sitting with uh, Murdoch, I think is in a book. Is he sitting with Murdoch and he's talking about the fact Murdoch asks him, "So Bob, any plans of running for office?" And Bob's like, "Oh no I don't want to do anything like that." And he says in a book, I was thinking about it, but I couldn't tell him, because hmm. what if Fox News goes out there and finds out that I want to run what they would run with it? I wanted to run. And he wanted to run as a what? as a Democrat. A- and governor,
4: wasn't he thinking right away? Yeah,
1: no, no, he wanted to go straight <laughs> to presidency. The president? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, president. Yeah, straight up to okay. presidency. He's a Democrat. He talks about why he's a Democrat. He talked about why he's a Democrat, because of his parents. He's not a Democrat because he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat because he's loyal to his mom and dad. And it's a form of undermining your family if you're a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some of these guys who are Democrats who are leaving California and going to Florida, I'm not telling you to be a Republican. But it's time to you become an independent kind of say, hey, these policies mm-hmm. you guys are representing, I just don't support anymore. What the hell is the matter with you? Are you seeing that, though? There's empirical evidence in both Arizona and yeah. Texas that they don't. They, they
3: relocate yeah. because those Those policies failed, and then they vote for those same policies Uh, in their
1: new location. It's, It's asinine. But I think Bob, deep down inside, is a logical guy. I think the only reason a person wouldn't is pride, ego of saying you were right. It's the only reason. But we all eventually get to a point where we sit there and we think there was an idea that we thought was good. We're eventually going to question it. I think some of the guys are going to start converting. Republicans don't help either,
3: especially with what happened with the Brandy yeah, Love thing. And, but, but they do not They do not help. They don't open. They don't welcome people. Well, let's talk arms. about
1: that. Let's talk about it. I'm actually curious to know what you're going to say about this. Brandy Love, you brought the story up to me yesterday. I don't know who Brandy Love is, but apparently Brandy Love is uh, one of your heroes. Pat right? just put me on Front Street. I yeah, uh, Gerard... Uh, uh, very
3: very popular
1: I can't grab Gerard's phone it's risky if I grab (laughs) Gerard's phone I have to be very careful (laughs) when I take Gerard's phone phone. he snaps it out of my hands if I (laughs) I have his phone in my hands so conservative porn star Brandy Love 48 is kicked out of Florida's Republican conference for high school kids because outraged parents complain Daily Mail Brandy Love 48 attended the student action summit with Turning Point USA in Tampa Florida Saturday and posed for photos in front of exhibits and a Save in America tour bus. Love initially arrived at Tampa Convention Center as an enthusiastic VIP guest, but was suddenly kicked out for backlash against uh, Christian organizers. Christian conservatives immediately began criticizing her attendance on social media, slamming her organization's decision to allow an adult film star to attend an event targeted at 15 and 16-year-olds. She is capitalizing on the uh, attention by selling T-shirts, poking fun at one of the conference's founders. She is selling shirts with the slogan, I Trigger Charlie Kirk, on her OnlyFans website. So... What are your thoughts about this? Dude, this is the
3: reason I, I didn't grow up a Republican. The, what, what One of the wild things over the course of the last 15, 20 years, for anybody that's been paying attention to, to the political leanings of America, has been watching, when we were kids, the Christian conservative of my youth was the Karen. The Christian conservative was the person that was judgmental, telling you what you couldn't do. They were the 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 the, arbit- the self appointed arbiters of the zeitgeist. You can't do this. We can't have that. We can't show these people holding hands on TV. Put the beds a- a- apart. Blah 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 blah. Then somewhere it shifted to this progressive left became the woke left became the new arbiters of the zeitgeist and what's what's acceptable in a civilized society and the, and the Ivy League kind of comes from the Ivy Leagues when the Ivy League switched from William F Buckley to to uh, you know AOC this this kind of like they Buckley think, was a legend, by the way. they think they control us and like what we can and can't think and what we can and can't do and this bothers me to no end because it's exactly what you said. If I'm leaving if I'm leaving my home yeah. because the policies are so bad, right there I'm open-minded to a new idea, and then immediately I go and I and I come to a new community. This yeah. is a community event, yep. and the first thing they say is, "You're not good enough to be here. You're not perfect. Get out." I'm like, "Screw these guys, man! Absolutely, screw these guys." Also, if the idea is that the, the you know we don't want to corrupt the minds of the Christian youth, what was Mary Magdalene, dude? What was Mary Magdalene's job?
1: Jesus himself. Took on who? Let let me ask you a question. Kai, pull up swimsuit uh, cover. Uh, Did you see the swimsuit uh, edition that just came out, uh, Sports Illustrated? Did you see this? That's the Sports Illustrated uh, annual swimsuit cover transgender Lena Bloom. (laughs) Wow. Okay? First transgender to be a cover. You think that's okay? What do you think, Gerard? I'm actually curious. I think I don't stand a chance in Miami. I got to stop
4: drinking, boy, is what I think. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Transgender? Chance. That is unbelievable. I would never have guessed that in a million years. But I'm, I'm asking you, Gerard. Are you okay with that?
3: Yeah, I got no problem. with Let oh. people live their life, man. What I don't like specifically in the media is, is if if they're promoting her specifically because she's a transgender. I have an issue with that. I, I want to live in a meritocracy as much as possible. Okay. Um, but look, she's beautiful. What? I mean, she's there's no way to say she's not beautiful, right? I mean. We don't know how what Photoshop is doing. There's no there's I don't know, man, but come on, that's that's
4: a swimsuit model.
1: Okay. I mean it is what it is. So so for you, this you're totally fine
4: with. I have no issue What do you with think that? about this? I mean if you if you know the sports illustrated swimsuit yeah. issue, that's
3: what you get. Miss, so I'm not offended by it at all. Now Miss Nevada, <laughs> I feel bad for the naturally born women. That they lost to a naturally born man who converted, mostly because I think pull that story up. I think what you're doing is you're telling, and I just think that the image that you're giving to young women is that you're not good enough the way that you are. This other person got thousands of dollars worth of surgery to make themselves the ideal candidate for Miss Nevada for the like, like actually completely redid their body to be the perfect candidate for the pageant system. And I think that that's a really dangerous message so, to send. So
1: let me tell you where I'm going with this. Gerard, one day when you have kids, we'll talk, and I'm actually curious to know what position you're going to take. So mm-hmm. for me, I I understand, the, and I responded to her, and I sent out a tweet. I never got back any anything from her. I don't think she wanted to go that route and have that conversation with me. Because this is an event for 15 to 16-year-olds, okay? That's a targeted event for 15 to 16-year-olds. I don't care if you're a porn star or anything. If it's 15 to 16 year olds, it's not your place to go. Number one, you're trying to create noise, which more power to you. Now, if Turning Point USA is doing an event that's 24 year olds, 30 year olds, whatever, and she goes and they turn them down, now nah, that's a different story right there, if you're losing that. You're 15, 16 year old, do I, uh, <clears throat> am I okay with somebody going in there where? Well, just to be clear, that's to cut you off,
3: forgive me, but was this, a teen-only event? Could you only get tickets if, if you were if under eighteen? If this
1: story here is saying fifteen to sixteen-year-olds, I'm just simply sharing what this thing was a conservative Christian. on the end, target targeted at fifteen and sixteen-year-olds. So but,
3: but that doesn't mean exclusive, too.
1: If if it is, what I'm saying to you is, if it is an event for teenagers, I can see why that concerned them. Mm-hmm. If it is, if it is an event where that's the teenagers, I can see why parents, I can see why parents may say. I don't want her to be there, okay? like Just like uh, for me to say, hey, I'm a uh, conservative drug dealer. I'm just going to be here. Listen, I'm trying to vote for MAGA. I'm all Trump, but I'm a conservative drug dealer. So if Jay-Z was there, who
3: admitted a 20-year career selling crack before he became a Is he doing it right now? now? No. So so her job precludes her from her ability to?
1: If it's right now, yes. Why? If, If Jenna Jameson comes and you were doing it in the past, it's what I did in the past. It's a different story.
3: What if she's not repentant about what she did in her past? Like, I mean, that's uh, here, here's the deal. What, what do you mean by
1: that? What if she's not repentant? Like, she well, does, she's like, she I does I did something she did in the past,
3: mean... and I made a couple million dollars. Oh, you know, like, well, you're
1: forgiven, totally fine. But what? But I'm not asking for forgiveness. I did my job, it's my but, job. But, whatever. There is, but as a parent, I'm just giving you the optics of the parent. The parent's going to be worried about the fact that here's a person around my kids that could influence my kids to think this is okay. I don't want that. I'm going to be putting 80% pressure as parents are going to say, hey, you guys got to make sure she's not here because I don't want my kids to be thinking about that. Okay.
3: So let me give you some pushback yeah. on that. If that's the case, if that's the way you personally feel, why wouldn't you retract your kid from the situation? Why would you infringe upon somebody else's rights to be there if she wasn't
1: doing anything salacious? But, but the target of the audience was for teenagers. The audience that was being targeted for that is teenagers. So I, I, I don't know how to explain this for from my perspective. I don't care if you're a former porn star. It does nothing to me. If that's what you chose to do with your body, more power to you if that's what you chose to do with your body. But if you're going to a place, publicity stunt, to kind of drive more attention with kids and teenagers in today's time, Mm I don't know, man. Look, I think it's a little bit of a touchy subject on what you're doing.
4: I, I you know, the, the fact I'm yeah. with you. The fact that this was geared towards kids, she had no business being there because a, she's not known for her conservative beliefs. You're not hiring her as a guest speaker or anything. She is there to sell porn and sell her image and sell sex. And those kids are too impressionable at that age. There's no reason for her to be there. By the None. way, now let
1: me give you a completely different side of the uh, side of the story. Pamela Anderson. When you think about it, what do you think about her?
4: Baywatch? what else do you think about uh, you know just a hot you know chick tommy lee tommy lee you think about the tommy and a train lee the the tommy wreck, lee video a,
3: i got to be honest i think a little more about tommy lee a, to, a yeah. train wreck for 20 Respect. years that's what you i think him afterwards right I was, <laughs> a, I was a kid when that thing okay. came out and i was like but, but watch, we got we got some
1: grown to do. watch what happens to you. You. as a human so, so you and bay watch you went what a hot uh, uh, yeah just did a 20 year train wreck and Perf- just pop culture okay and then you said what tommy lee right tommy lee. okay so now check this out Is she somebody that you look at as an example for young women and teenage boys? Is that somebody like, oh my gosh, she would be such a great example? No,
4: that's not the first thing I would think about Okay,
1: but let me tell you how much of an example she is on why I think she is very necessary in today's society. She comes out and she teaches her sons about porn. And here's what she says. She says, listen, she tells her sons, I would go on dates with men and when it would come down to having sex, these guys would start hitting me, slapping me, doing all this stuff to me like, what are you doing? This doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So then I would say to my sons, don't let porn fool you. That's a movie, that doesn't feel good with everybody and not everybody likes this. You have to understand it. So she spoke to her sons about porn and how to not get this misconception about how porn is, right, okay. So is she fully qualified to share that message with uh, people to see it? I think she's qualified. She's qualified. I think she's very qualified. She's she an authority on the matter. She is an absolute authority. Yeah. But guess what I see with that? I think that if I'm putting an event together, I don't mind if that, that if somebody like that comes and gives a message to young boys. Yeah. There's a there's a motive behind it that's a positive motive. Versus I go to this girl's Twitter account and I just kind of see what she's doing. Brandy up, extremely attractive. I'm sure there's a big market for her. And then the next tweet is hey, this is the shower I'm going to be showering out of today, and here's Ooh, the view. Okay. So to me... If, you, if it was exclusive to... I I don't know enough about
3: it. Frankly. I don't either. If, I'm if, telling if, you if right now. If it was if exclusive it was. to kids yeah. and she got in under yeah. false pretense, yeah. I, I'll I'll back off, yeah. for sure. But if it was open to the public and they were just marketing it to younger
4: kids, if it was like a Disney thing where it's open to everybody but we're marketing yeah. it to yeah, yeah, younger Yeah, but still, that's just as bad. Because why? The, because if you're marketing it to kids, then you're bringing in a whole generation of kids that should not be exposed what to porn other, at that what age. What other Jobs and that they are. should not be allowed. By, by, the way, by, by the
1: way, I put that on Turning Point USA, and let me tell you why. You tell me a club, like back in the days there was a club called Carnival in L.A. Carnival was 14 and up. You shouldn't have a club that's 14 and up. <laughs> so, by the way, let me say we that one more escapades. time. We had escapades. It was 12. We, and up. we oh had a God. club that was 14 and up. Yeah. Are you out of your flipping mind? My father would
3: never, ever, 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 ever let us go to this club. I was 16 First of all, years old. 12 and we year went old there. cabaret. 12 year old. Who, how did this pass the zoning? Yeah, here's the point, how do you bring them.
1: that to the board? Here's the point though. You're 16 years old, years old you go there. Yeah. Well, we, 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 who's the market? And I'm 16, I'm tall. So yeah. I don't look 16. Wow. I probably look 22. I mean, I've looked 40 since I was 16 anyway, so it's More not like it's a big difference. So you go there, next thing you know, and by the way, <laughs> K- Carnival, this club, you know what it had? It had, you know how you have the booth with the couch and all that stuff? They had rope, they had the, what do you call it, drapes to cover it up. Oh, a VIP? It was fantastic, without pay. You didn't have to, there was a bottle service. Right, yeah. Kiwi's Playhouse. I'm 15, all the 16 the years, years old. I'm going over here, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so the point is, shut shut it down. that's where you learn some of your shut game, and you know <laughs> it, <laughs> it, right? That's shut it your craft. That's like 10,000 hours, man. By the way, <laughs> you know how long that club lasted? Not a long time. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by yeah. Wayfair. Meaning, the point is, Turning Point USA has to learn from this to know if you're saying under 18, you have to keep it under 18. I need to know what what
4: else, though. Like, I mean, would would you have an issue with Jay Z being there? No, I wouldn't have an issue. So Sylvester Stallone Stop. started look, in porn. I, 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 look, porn is dangerous, and you do not expose that to fifteen or 16 so year that's olds So Sylvester Stallone started in it's, porn. Would it's... you have a problem with him? <laughs> Come on, nobody I'm knows being serious. that. Nobody knows that. But that you don't but think he's it's the not
0: internet. Google doing it. it. So the issue is that it. she is right
3: now at this moment a porn star. Damn right. What if somebody was a was a weed entrepreneur? Should they be? there? Should be there. Should not, should be, should there. not be there. Should
4: not be there. No, this even is if it's politi- legal. Yeah, I'm telling you, he should not be there. What do you think of sex ed in schools? Um, who I don't trust teachers teaching anything these days, so I don't know. I mean, our kids are doing sex ed through a little private thing that we have in the, in the school, also, which I stay very, very clear of. I want nothing to do with those meetings. By the way, you know what I'm dealing with? So we get into town yesterday with the kids, right? Dash yeah, and Ivana yeah. are here, and just going to Dash. Hey, Dash, uh, what you got going tomorrow? Uh, you know, I might be heading out on a boat. So apparently one of his friends from California who's <laughs> – famous i'll tell you who it is later but apparently he's in town too and it got a hold of him and said they might be taking him out on a yacht he's 12 years old and he goes i might be heading out on a boat today really <laughs> <laughs> okay well let us know how that goes have fun in San pay Sh- shanda-, shanda was at the house a couple days ago and she's by
1: the way she's freaking what she's doing is amazing uh, I told her, I said, Shonda, if you ever move to Florida, ever, I'm going to be your agent. You can sell yachts. You can sell whatever you want to do. She'll crush it when it comes down to doing all this interior designing yeah. stuff with the house. She knows what she's doing. But uh, she shows picture of Dash. I said, Caroline, I want you to look at a picture of Dash. So she pulls pictures of Dash. And we pull, I pull young pictures of Brad Pitt. It's as if they're twins. No joke, his son looks just like Brad Pitt.
3: Yeah, I've so, seen his
1: wife. Yeah, so yeah, I know. And you, yeah. So look, I don't know not, about- Not that
3: Tom's not a good-looking guy. You're very <laughs>
1: attractive yourself, Tom. I, I don't know about this story here. Quite frankly, it's a bit annoying when you think about the story here. One interesting statistic, by the way, 93,000 people died of drug over, overdoses in U.S. during the pandemic in 2020, a staggering loss of human life. Let me say that one more time. 93,000 people died of drug overdose. Okay. Uh, so now the question I asked immediately was how many was the highest the year prior to that, right? Overdose that death soared to 93,000. In the midst of COVID 19 pandemic US government reported Wednesday the provisional estimate by CDC for eclipses, the high of about 72,000 drug overdoses uh, a year ago. Reached the previous year and amounts to 29 percent increase. Lockdowns and other pandemic restrictions isolated those with drug addictions and made treatment uh, harder to get. Experts said overdose death, deaths are just one facet of what uh, was overall the deadliest year in U.S. history, with uh, about 378,000 deaths attributed to COVID-19. With national saw the nation saw more than 3.3 million uh, deaths. Uh, the estimate of 93,000 overdose de- uh, overdoses uh, translates to an average of more than 250 deaths a day. Roughly 11 each hour. So 21,000 more than average last year.
4: What does that tell you about isolation? Not good. Not good at all. And those are just the numbers that are reported that can be directly you know, attributed to it. What about mm. the, the the slow burn that you have, the cancers, or some of the other things that come from the drug? It's an epidemic. It's so horrible. And, and the most disgusting thing when you think about this is Big Pharma knows a lot about this thing. When you think about the opioids and when you think... When you think they know they make Prozac, right, an antidepressant, and they know there will be a certain percentage of people that will become homicidal and suicidal, mm-hmm. and they do not give a damn. Yeah, they call it acceptable risk. Yeah, and, you know, our, luckily the Purdue family starting to pay. I mean, these are evil people. If you create these drugs that you know are going to get people addicted, yeah. and, and which you do, which it's – I mean, everybody knows somebody. Everybody's seen it. You know, you get a little back injury. You start on OxyContin, and you can't get off it, and it gets worse and worse and worse I mean these drug companies are despicable
3: I didn't think we were going to cover this one because now, now you're going to get one of my r- little rants here but do you, dude this is like again like my god almighty the first thing that we did is we shut down the, the, the schools we shut down the churches we kept the liquor stores open we shut down the gyms we kept the freaking uh, we, we shut down outdoors mm-hmm. outdoors people couldn't go in the beach they couldn't walk in the in the, in the sand they couldn't they dip themselves in the water you couldn't go into a pool you could do nothing nothing for your mental health nothing All you could do was sit there bored and anxious and get drunk, that's all. That's all I did for a year, watching my money go away, less and less and less, watching my credit score drop Having all the anxiety of people in your life thinking like that—that that they're buying into this media bullshit—no matter what numbers I'm trying to show them, the the amount of stress I had, the amount of stress everybody had. You're losing your job. You don't know what's gonna happen. There's a damn coup going on in, in the government, and all they give you is nothing but booze. And they sit here and they say, wear your mask. Wear your mask. If it saves one life, if it saves one life, wear a mask. Wear two masks. Wear one over your eyes too. These freaking people. And then the first thing Biden does when he gets his office is he bombs people. We sat there for a year. If it saves just one life. And the first thing he does, he gives Raytheon a quarter billion dollars to drop bombs on people in Syria. But if it saves just one life, you know how many people we killed with this shit, man? And we're still going through with this kabuki theater. They're making people put masks back on now. It it drives me out of my mind that we're even entertaining this. Anybody who looks at what happened over the last 18 months, I'm talking the Democrat politicians that did it, the Democrat voters that supported it, and the rest of us that allowed it to happen. If we all don't look at what happened and just feel an immense amount of shame, just shame that we allowed this to happen to ourselves, our freedoms, and our neighbors, anybody who doesn't feel that shame, they're either a moron or a sociopath and any one of them can screw off. Your opinions are, from here on out are void. I don't want to hear you, I don't care. I don't care if you don't like me. You're a moron and I don't want to hear your opinion. You've
1: lost any yeah. benefit of the doubt. I would say I would say, you know, uh, on, the, on the people who allowed this to happen, what, what market research do they have to look at to see if any of this stuff was real or not? Like, what can they look at? You know, you're, you're the, the 80% of the majority, let's just say folks who just vote just to vote. They don't vote because they do a lot of research on politics. What the hell do they know about pandemics? What do they know about a virus? All they're sitting there saying, I don't want to lose my husband. I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose my mom. I don't want to lose my dad. I don't put it on the people. Uh, I say, you know, the power of affirmations, man. Years ago, I grew up in an environment, Gerard, that for me, it was, you can't do anything. We're not special people. Just try to do whatever you can to survive. There's no way, you know, we're meant to do anything special with our lives. All this affirmations weren't strong. Middle Eastern culture is not a lift up type of an environment. But affirmations, one day, a guy tells me, try this. So what do I do? I go get laminate my affirmations, and I put it all over the place. In my shower wall, in my mirror, in my car, in my wallet, in my backpack, in my computer, I put it everywhere. In my portfolio, it was everywhere. I read it nonstop. Eventually, I took my affirmations and I recorded with a sound, and I just listened to it. It was five minutes. On my drive, every morning, I would listen to it, you know. Be careful what you joke about or be sarcastic about because your spirit's gonna have will stop having faith in the words that come out of your mouth. You know, I have met the enemy, it is I, Alexander the Great. I would read these 30 every day, every day, five, 10, 15 times a day until I started believing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When I believed it, my confidence, like, dude, it's over. You are going take a video over. on this, this is one of your better videos. But, yeah. but the point I'm trying to make to you is this is not the folks who fell for it. The ultimate affirmation the last 18 months. Is the media, Gerard?
3: I agree, and I disagree, and this is why. I agree with you up into a point, but when you had eight hundred thousand people at some transgender uh, rights uh, protest in Brooklyn, in the middle of, of, of in the middle of the pandemic, eight hundred thousand people shoulder to shoulder, and that was okay. That was okay. When you had the scientists, the quote-unquote trust the science, coming out and saying these massive protests are okay because racism is a pandemic too. It's one or the other. Either you can have a million people people
1: marching in the streets... Or you, I can open yeah. my business. And, and the fact that we didn't do it, it's yeah. on us, yeah, ultimately. Did. Yeah, we did. Many of us did a lot of stuff about it. You I mean, you make it
3: seem like nobody did anything no, I'm, I'm, Maybe you did it down in Florida. I'm telling you right now, New York, New Jersey, the, the businesses, no, no, they no. closed. Well, well,
1: guess what? They're going to pay a price for it, and good for them. They're going to pay a price for it. You don't think New York's paying a price for it right now? Dude. Everybody I'm talking to right now, Everybody, I'm talking to right now, New York, in Florida. Where are you from? New York. Where are you from? Jersey. Where are you from? DC. Where are you from? New York. Everybody. For sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody. You don't think California's going to pay per price for it? You don't think Portland, Oregon's going to pay a price for it? You don't think Illinois is going to pay? Matt. So what you're power. saying is
3: instead of pushback, we just left. N-
1: n- no, you can't do anything with pushback. Listen, you're very you, helpless. You, you cannot do anything yeah. when you're going up against folks in the government. You cannot do anything with it at that time, no matter how much your vote matters, when they say your vote matters. Okay, so go back to the whole thing with what's going on with Cuba and Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. Go back to it. So why is Biden's camp saying, no, we're not going to let anybody come here with votes. Oh, but Mexicans want to cross the border. She anybody want know. to cross the border? Why is one okay and the other one's not okay?
3: <laughs> they think Mexicans vote Democrat and Cubans vote Republican.
1: Democrats are, uh, uh, Cubans are escaping. Unreal. A unbroken system and philosophy that didn't work. They're coming to America to see how great America is.
3: Jen Psaki won't even won't even say the word communism. Yeah. Won't even say it. Yeah, yeah but what,
1: what what I think what I think is you know uh, elections have uh, consequences. You've heard this a million times when they have consequences. Uh, I think what just happened recently, two events. One is a New York Mets game that you brought it up. Kai, yeah. Can you pull up this video, yeah. please? Yeah. One's a New York Mets game, and I want to show this to you. And then the other one is uh, uh,
3: John Kerry refusing to wear a mask, mm-hmm. even though he makes everybody in the
1: world wear one. Here's what happens at a New York Mets. Uh, start off on oh, the beginning and make it? it bigger, Kai. Mets and Yankees, by yeah. the way. Go all the way to the back. Watch this. So Mets and Yankees, this one guy, the security's asking him to take off the MAGA hat is what the security's asking him to do. And then watch what this other, not Caucasian, guy is telling him to do with the hat. Watch this. Well, the whole crowd, really. Watch. imagine
4: The New Yorkers have so much charisma you know there's other videos too if you scroll down you'll see a wider shot of it where the whole section is going nuts yeah the whole stadium is actually cheering for it,
3: the, it it's not MAGA doesn't mean Donald Trump anymore it means anti this establishment is what it's turning into it doesn't mean I mean that those were clearly white supremacists obviously so I mean it, it's
1: that's a focus group right there go go to go to the other video with maybe there's Fox. such a
3: disconnect between the world our media tells us our is real and Megan Fox is. the world you it. we're living yeah. in yeah.
1: Well, Well, anyways, Megan Fox, go ahead.
4: Okay, uh, a follow-up to to Gerard's rant. It's coming back.
1: Sorry about the rant.
4: No, 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 it was good, but what do we do now? Because they are going to do it again. Watch watch your media reports. Everything is now about the Delta variant, the numbers. It's coming. They're starting to make you wear masks inside again, whether you've been vaccinated or not. It, it's, it's, they're going to follow the exact same playbook, and they're going to rip it. And here's the other thing, too. They are going to use the Olympics as their biggest PSA for coronavirus. It's going to make its coming out party part due because there's not going to be any fans there, you know. And then look, you got these basketball players. One has tested positive. I think Bradley Beal, right. And then you got uh, other guys that are in, in in quarantine right now. Now the gymnastics team, all right. That is NBC's bread and butter. I mean, everybody wants to watch Simone Biles, you know, the whole thing. But now the alternate has tested positive, and she's been around her for a long time. And and, and you know what? The USA Today, the LA Times, the uh, New York, you know, they could not be happier. Tom, they the, could not be more giddy about it. The saddest all
3: this. thing about this is that there's there's a 50-50 chance this entire interview gets taken down. Now, we just did this with with Beasley. We went. We did 100,000 views in an hour. Cole Beasley
1: and see you later,
3: Steve Reich.
1: So, I mean, you got to stop saying that though, buddy. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want uh, uh, people to think that this is a channel that we do that. Because I don't, I don't stand for that. I know you don't. I, and what I mean by that is, but even saying it, we don't even need to say it. So whether they do or not, we are gonna do our part and we're gonna talk. There is not a one-sided story here. We're all sharing our message right now. If the populace agrees with the disagrees with the let them have the discourse, there's nobody here that's given such a one-sided story where all of us are 100% on that we're encouraging people to not go do a decision that's going to jeopardize their lives. That's not what we're saying. All you're saying is my interpretation of what you said is question what the hell is going on and stop being naive. That's how I interpreted what you said. You're a man with passion. You're a man that's red, you're entire, you got very strong opinions, you come from an infrastructure with your family, which most people don't know, they're strong Democrats with strong lineage to a university, but your family's still together, your sisters love you, mm-hmm. you're a guy that off-camera is a great guy. So if YouTube wants to do that, that's on them, but I disagree. I think we are in a very, we're coming from a place that we're allowing the audience to make a decision for themselves, and if they like it, great. They don't like it, great. By the way, we're at 68,000 subs right now. We get to 100,000 subs. You asked me yesterday. I'd like to go to three times a week, but I'm not going to do it until we get to 100,000 subs. It just doesn't make sense for me to do it right now. If the audience wants more of this, we'll do it. If they don't, we'll shut the channel down. I don't wake up in the morning with the idea of wanting to do this message because I need more attention in my life. God knows. (laughs) I'm at the office yesterday. You know what time I left the office last night? 1 a.m., dude. 1 a.m. in the morning. I didn't get house till 1.45. I didn't go wake up and sleep in my bed last night. I slept on a damn couch last night because I didn't want to wake up my kid and my wife. And I'm back at the office this morning. We're not doing this because I need another million dollars in a damn bank account. I'm doing this because I freaking love this country. Mm. And we're going to talk about it. people see it, they want more of it, great, support it. You don't? Don't. I'm okay. I I trust the fact that the human people are eventually going to be able to make question uh, themselves. Put put the Brian Stelter thing when on CNN, Kai, can you put that up real quick? I mean, you have to realize, here's an author who goes on CNN, to sell his books, mm-hmm. who's not necessarily a Trump guy. At all. This is not a, he hates Trump. Mm-hmm. And he, the channel that he's supposed to defend, go to the last two minutes. Go from, uh, no, go from, uh, go back, go back 40 seconds. Go from uh, 240, go from 240.
3: Well, play I, this. I think it's important to mention also, you know, as long as I've known you, you never wanted to be political.
1: You never wanted to no, talk not, I didn't want to touch this, But, no. but to me, freedom is that important Mm -hmm. i told you this last time when we were talking when we're over here i said people gonna show up from the woodworks because i believe if your message is the right message i believe the right people will show up listen when we started our company Insurance company. We had sixty-six agents. I'm not. I've never once sold insurance to any of my following, and I've never once pitched my company to anybody. I don't do it. You've never. Have I ever tried to sell you an insurance never. policy? No. Have I ever tried to sell you an insurance policy? I don't even
4: know if you have a license. Yeah. <laughs> I've,
1: I've never. I've never even done that to people around me, right? But I'm going to tell you what happened. A couple times, certain events happen that I can't take credit for. There's certain things that happen. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way in the world I get credit sure. for this. No way in the world I get credit for this. And you have a. Uh, uh, Eventually, certain things started happening. I'm like, listen, either the power out there, whether it's God, energy, whatever you want, either somebody wants this to become a reality or they don't. I'm not gonna fight it if you don't want it to become a reality. I'm just gonna put my effort. Mm-hmm. The message that we have is getting millions of eyeballs. If people want it, they're gonna show up. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is some of the people that I've showed you DMs where I showed you, these are well known celebrities that mm-hmm. can't publicly talk about it, well known athletes that cannot publicly talk about it. But they listen to our podcast yeah. and they agree with what we're talking about. Yeah. And they're saying it's so necessary today. What is the tipping point? A year, two years, five years, 10 years? I don't know, but we're going to do our part. So, Kai, pull up this video real quick f- for us to see. Here's a guy, Michael Wolf, that's selling his book, Landslide The Final Days of the Trump Presidency. Does that sound like a title that says good things about <laughs> Trump, by the way? Right. right. Now, yeah. watch how he torches CNN. Go
0: ahead. Is that how it works? That's how you get access? yeah but i don't yeah but i don't want you to think that 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 what i said at that point was in any way inauthentic i think the media has done a terrible job on this i think you yourself um you know why you're a nice guy you know you're full of sanctimony (laughs) um you know you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media you know you come on here and you and you have a um um, uh, you know, a monopoly on truth. You know, you know exactly how things are supposed to be done. Um, you know, you are why, one of the reasons people can't this stand the media. This is when the your media.
2: own side turns Sorry. against you. That's all he can, can do, that. he has nothing
1: else.
4: It. He's it's never my, been challenged. How, so, what should I do differently, Michael?
0: Ask, I, listen. You know, d- don't talk so much, listen more. You know, people have genuine problems with, with, with the media. The media doesn't get the story right. The media exists in its mm-hmm. own bubble. Um, That's true. You know, I agree. You, yeah. you, yeah. Uh, um, you know, you got to stop. I mean, that last segment that, that, that I just had to listen to of I all of to the people saying <laughs> the same old stuff. Also, you're incredibly repetitive. It's week after week. I mean, you're the flip side of, 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 of Donald Trump. Um, you know fake news and you say virtuous news, you know, I they're, they're no, there. We just a figure out what is here. real I mean, yeah. we, we are, Well, well figuring out yeah figuring out what is real is not so is not so uh, It's not so easy and and right. you know most people don't want to talk turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Well, then why'd you bother coming on CNN a few Watch times this. this week? Watch
1: his answer very honest <laughs>
0: You know, I, I'm a I'm, I'm a book salesman. <laughs> Capitalism for <to> the <laughs> world. Michael, I, I mean, obviously, right?
4: I'm grateful you came on. Watch this. I'll see you in four uh, years. And I guess let's do it again in four years. Thanks so much. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that was an intellectual mismatch right there. He had, he, you could just see the wheel spinning. He's never, they, they're never challenged. They don't even know what to do when someone doesn't, it's not an echo chamber for them. So I freaked out. Bezos is
3: Adam and Eve rocket. We talked about Pam Anderson, Brandy Love. We, I, we, we looked at Megan Fox looking better than she's ever looked in her life. And that right there was the sexiest thing I've seen
2: all day. Are you kidding me?
1: You know what? And you know what that is? That, here's what that is. There is nothing like your own kid coming to you telling you you're wrong. Nothing. It's very painful. And you know they're right. There's nothing like somebody from your own side coming to you and telling you you're wrong. And that's exactly what
4: they're experiencing yeah. right now. And he's going to sell a heck of a lot more books because I think people from either side yeah. are going to want to like oh, hear more from this guy.
3: I, you know, it, it's how much longer can they keep it up, man? The media, you know, Pat, we talked about it yesterday, man. Like what kills me about this moment yeah. is like we are quantifiably The most successful humans to ever live We are the most literate We are the most educated We we have the most access to nutrients We are living longer We are living better The average person today The middle class person today Lives a life in excess of 18th century uh, oligarchs Like we have access to Like climate control you're never in a room that's too hot you're never in a room that's too cold you never have a belly that, that that's empty you never you know like and yet all we hear every single day and this is an american thing i'm not talking about across the world all we hear is how bad everything is yeah and because things aren't perfect this the marxists are selling our kids specifically that things aren't perfect so blow it up You guys grew up in a world not even 30 years ago. I was a kid. There was actual apartheid. They want to tell us that things are worse than they've ever been. There was apartheid in the 80s, man. Ireland and... and Ireland and Britain were blowing each other up in the mid '90s. Clinton is the one who who did the uh, the the Belfast Agreement. Like that, you would literally have terrorist attacks on the reg. And I'm not I'm not talking about you know like we talk about in in war ravaged you know Middle Eastern countries that have basically been a proxy for wars between United States and China, United States and, and Russia. We're talking about Britain. You know what I mean? Like we are living in in the Pax Americana, man. When historians look back at this time, they're going to be like. Man, these guys were really yeah. angsty and angry over what? They were killing it. Like, like everybody but, should but have that's, been partying that, and happy.
1: But that's exactly why when I told you affirmations have power, and what I mean to you with, you know, media, this just validated it. Mm-hmm. When you say the same thing a million times, if you, Hitler used to say, if you tell a lie enough times, you eventually end up believing it. The big lie. That yeah. is their philosophy. Say it over and over. There is so much positive mm-hmm. and negative power in affirmations. But what we have to do...
3: That man showed incredible courage yes. and incredible leadership, yes. and it's on us, in the public, in the zeitgeist, to support that guy. Oh, he, will well, and, and he, he will be supported. He will be He's a reflection
4: yeah. of what's going on right now because I just believe people are on to it, and, and people are. Most people are blessed with some common sense, and then the other thing that this country is just lacking, and which is just pathetic, is toughness. I mean, everybody, the 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 level of offense over everything is making us an incredibly weak country. If things aren't perfect, it's horrible. That's why I don't even like talking negatively about um, social media or. Business. Big tech, because my, my life is way better with Google in it. You know, can you, I mean, remember back when we drove and we didn't have GPS? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how we did it. How did we find Seriously. addresses? That's, that's a very with, good with, question. With the map. Quest. you know, yeah. and Quest. Apple Printed makes our life take so that much map easier. Out. You
1: fight your yeah. wife. Why did you yeah. say left? It's the next
4: one. Make a right. I on, the, we were younger and not as smart as we are now, and we still hold to upside Addresses <laughs> in big cities. I do not know how we did it. Yeah. And you know what? I, I put a little. Thun- I'll, I'll put something over my camera on my computer. If someone's listening or, or watching, I will take the convenience. And I just think yeah. as a country, we have to have a little bit more gratitude and be a little bit more grateful for the times that we're Forget- living
3: maps if we had to go back to all, to to manual transmission i would go nowhere oh,
1: <laughs> that's man, what i, I learned miss how to manual. drive transmission. I mean, <laughs> you don't miss it i miss it really oh my gosh there was something about manual transmission no,
4: you you, well, know, you you know total control number one. You yeah. know you just, and if you like speed, you have the ability to get going a lot more. I learned how to right drive foot on one of those with a lot, dude. It's a lot, dude, yeah. it's a lot Boy, that's to do.
1: Such a magic, it's like music. <laughs> manual transmissions like music. It's like all the melodies have to hit at the right time <laughs> for it to go. And you know it's yeah. But you know somebody know how to drive manual when it's uphill. And it's red light. Oh my god! <laughs> and you would wait. You're like, let me see it. If you and can You're do it. stopping. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> scary.
2: But that's scary. You got one foot on the brake. You got to time it
3: perfectly. How many employees between PHP and V and uh, Valutainment do you have? Uh, fifteen thousand. How many do you think can
1: drive manual transmission right now? That's a good question. I would probably say uh, ten to fifteen percent. Do you think that man? Yeah, because I think it's the thirty-five. If you're thirty-five, you know how to drive manual. If if you're if you're twenty, you don't. But if you're thirty-five, you know how to drive. Do you know how to drive manual or oh, no? Man, I theoretically. It's but been, but it's could been you do 15. it today? years. Could you do it today? Oh boy, I'd burn that clutch out.
3: I don't you?
5: know. I, easily, Kai, I could. Can yeah. you
1: drive manual, yeah. David? Can you drive? I, manual? I was
5: taught on manual. My dad said you'll learn manual, and then you can drive any car. Can you drive manual or no?
2: No, I cannot, but I've been wanting
1: to. Okay, there you go. She has interest. All right, all right. So let me let me read this it's next story. Not Madeline's story. bucket list. Let me let me read this next story, which is a little creepy, folks. <laughs> Brace for impact. This is not fake news. This is a real story. Democrats want to monitor your text and use aggressive fact checkers to dispel vaccine misinformation reports, claims. This is the Daily Mail story. The Biden administration is planning to ramp up efforts to combat vaccine. Uh, misinformation in areas where vaccination rates are lagging and covid cases are rising according to reports the dnc is considering working with sms companies to vet texts uh, text and send messages directly to americans to stop the spread of inaccurate information the party organization is also reportedly considering employing aggressive fact checkers to monitor communication in a planning of drawn furious pushback from conservatives The Biden administration officials are now looking at the next step as 91 million people remain unvaccinated and 43 states are seeing an increase in COVID infections in the last week as data variants, Delta variants causes cases
4: to spike. (laughs) Aggressive fact checkers. I mean, could there be a more scary phrase out there? I mean, I don't know. It's. It's one of those stories that seems made up. I have some notes. I'm going to find them here in one second. Uh, You know, I thought I, I
3: spent four years being told by every liberal that I know that Donald Trump was this outrageous dictator. Yet they absolutely have lost their voice when it comes to Joe Biden wanting to read our texts, our emails, and sending people door to door to stab us with some mixed, some mystery juice. I, I I don't. uh, I, I'd I'd love for them to find their, their, uh, their fear of of autocratic. Tyranny again. You know, this this idea that we were living on on the brink of fascism, but uh, you know, they're reading your text for your own good. Don't worry about it. These
4: people are nuts, man. You know, who's driving this? Because if Joe Biden was president, say, when Clinton was president, if he became president in 1992, Mm -hmm. He wouldn't be doing this stuff, right? I don't Mm -hmm. think I don't know how many original thoughts Joe Biden has right now. Any real vision? Where is it coming from? Is 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 there a group? Is there one person? Is it two? Is it five? Is it the radicals? Is it? I don't know, man. I, I don't know, you know, th-
3: but the, the way that they just outright lie also now with no consequence, it, it, I, you know, I, I said it the last time I was on the podcast, but the, I, I only can hear, every time I hear Jen Psaki talk, I just hear Alexander Solzhenitsyn from the the, the Gulag Archipelago. We know that they're lying. They know that we know that they're lying. We know that they know that we know that they're lying, and yet they still lie. She says on one day. We are telling Facebook, we are helping Facebook flag uh, dangerously misinformed posts. And then the next day she goes, we're not having any posts taken down. What are you talking about? Where did you get that information? Two days, back to back. She made those claims. And it's like, my God, what? what this right. is coming from the White House. The White House is saying we're working with a private company to censor information that we don't like. And then the next day she just flat out denies that they're doing it. To the press. And the press don't push her on it. I don't understand what's happening.
1: B- by here. the way, Political wrote this article originally. USA Today responded saying the fact that this is not a true story. But they're not saying that it's not a true story. They're saying it's a uh, 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 fact check. Biden doesn't want to monitor private texts for vaccine uh, misinformation. This is a USA Today story. Biden wants phone companies to monitor the people texts for vaccination. The claim... And they're answering it that it's not. Now, I'm going to put the story below. Kai, if you can pull the story up reading. Based on the recent claim Biden phone phone comes to monitor people with say vaccine. So uh, USA Today, type in USA Today SMS text. Go to it, and I'll read the story at the end. I Snowden think it's good if we all right track it together. Uh, SMS text Biden. Just put SMS text Biden. Hmm. And uh, let me see if it comes to action. Okay, the go, go to that one and go all the way to the bottom. Let's read it together. Can you make the screen bigger so the audience can see this rather than seeing us? Okay, so if you go to the story all the way in the bottom, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, a little bit higher, a little bit higher, right there. Okay, no, a little higher, a little higher. Okay, our rating's false. Our rating, false. Based on our research, the Clinton, Biden wants phone companies to monitor people's text for vaccination false. This is a misinterpretation of... Uh, Kai, what are you doing, Kai? This is a, a misinterpretation. This is a misinterpretation <laughs> of... Uh, Kai, just stop doing what you're doing, buddy. Oh, my gosh, don't touch the computer. This is a misinterpretation of DNC's effort to report disinformation. Uh, a spokesperson from the DNC said it has no ability to monitor private text messages and said that the DNC shares instances of possible term of use of violation reported by the public to the SMS API companies. The Biden administration is not involved. <laughs> I don't know how that means fact, by the way. Go a little higher to read the dates. Uh, what does that say on the bottom? No, the other way. The other way. Go. Uh, okay, got it. So I, look, I don't know if it's saying
4: if it's not or it is. That was so, basically, trust me, bro. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what that sounded like. That's what that sounded like. It's a like. trial I, balloon. How much outrage is there going to be? Because yeah. if it's not too big, then we'll actually but, do by, it. By the,
1: here's a question for you guys. Here's a question for you.
4: What's such a big deal?
1: What's such a big deal if they check your text? Huh? He, hear me out. They're, if they're all, you don't think they're checking stuff on social? You don't think they're checking stuff on Facebook? You don't think they're checking stuff on Twitter? You don't think they're checking stuff on YouTube? What's next? Next is text. What, why are you surprised? If they're trying to impose to do that, why are you surprised? I'm not saying support it and do it, but why are you surprised that
4: they would try to reach to go to text? I, just because it, it's a one-on-one communication and you would anticipate it to be a little what bit is more DM? private? What is DM? What's what private? What is Facebook DM? Well,
3: there's one thing that you publish and there's then another thing that, that's private. Imagine yeah. if, like, every draft, your first draft, went public. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's... You, there's what you put out into the world. Yeah, I'm not surprised though. I'm not saying you should be surprised. Yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't make it right. I never said it makes yeah. it right.
1: I never said it makes it right.
3: So we should push back on things that are wrong, shouldn't we? I mean, 100%, we have
1: the right to be 100% 100%. But I'm not surprised that they're trying to go there next.
3: Or do you have do you have fear or anxiety at all about the you know how they're starting to say the loud the, the quiet parts out loud, how the surveillance, you know, state is basically been exposed and that you know, we are we are a proxy to our whether whether you want to believe it's the NSA, the CIA, the uh, the Homeland Security. I mean,
1: they they're really running the ship here. You really believe they're not tracking stuff?
3: Of course they are.
1: So, but, but now they're doing it publicly. No, no, I get that. You really believe that they're saying we're not doing that?
3: Snowden talked about this how many years ago.
1: Yeah. So, you don't think nah. the certain words are being followed like we have an SMS system, right, that we send messages out. We have the ability to have you text a word that sends a any report Code. back to you, a PDF back to you, it's automated, and we send a PDF back to you. You don't think they have the technology to look at 20 keywords to see what that conversation sounds like?
3: The, the Patriot Act is such an abomination. It stands uh, against We everything. talked about it with Giuliani. It's it's an abomination, yeah. Yeah. and he he was a proponent of it, and now he's a critic of it. It's, 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 as, it's uh, no yeah. fun when the rabbits got it, right? Wow. But, you are huh? if you're well right now you're an American citizen you're mo- maybe the most pro-american guy I've ever met if you have a third cousin in Iran or, from, or 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 in Syria and they're doing something nefarious somebody that you've never met in your life you are now exposed to the FISA courts. They can they can tap you. They can have war, warrantless wiretaps on you because you're two steps away from from a target. That's that's asinine, man. We we have to have some semblance of privacy, and privacy is freedom, right? Like we can't we can't just allow these guys to be in our lives at all times, especially if it's AI flagging us, right? Can we? I mean. Am I the only guy? No, that that's, I'm with you. 100. I mean, percent
5: We're on the same page. Yeah. I, I have a question for you guys, yeah. if I may. So earlier we spoke please about. Don't, the- please
1: don't, please don't raise your voice just to have more power over us. <laughs> Lower your audio 10 percent instead of screaming at us the way you just did. Like. Go ahead, voice Sorry. of God. So uh,
5: <laughs> so we spoke about how important By the way,
1: are. why don't you do the first three lines of your song? Go ahead. Do no, it. Come no, come on. No, so do the first I three. I can't do it right do, now. Do two of them.
5: Do no, two. right now. I need David, the guitar. I need the guitar. Go
1: grab it. No. Back, Matter of fact, you're not going to ask the question. If you're going to do that, go get the guitar for him, Kai. You go do that. He's going to do it live. No, Three. We, got, I, we got 20 minutes. No, nah, no, no. Go grab. Kai, I'm telling you, go grab the <laughs> no, guitar no, no, for let's, her. Let's, let's, We'll do it for the next one. No, no, no. We're da, not da, doing da, da. that. Go grab the guitar. Yeah, no. Go grab the guitar. And then you can ask your question. Why well, I want to know your question. No, no, I forgot it. No, nah, we're not working. <laughs> that, this environment is a pressure type of environment. Go get it. Well, all right, let's go ahead raise my voice in No, no, no. Can
3: you see this getting pulled back at all? Or are we too far to the edge? Do you see the world ever? Are we just going to have to become cognizant of. No, we're not. It's not going to be. People,
1: We're not wired that way. Look. We are wired to be able to sin and choose not to sin. We are not wired to be robots, none of us. We are wired to make mistakes. Whenever in a relationship, in a parent relationship, in a marriage, in a friendship, in a work environment, it gets to the point where you're walking on eggshells, it creates such an environment of anxiety and panic that people start doing crazy stuff. Mm. You cannot do that long-term. It is not a sustainable model. History has proven when you do this for too long, people eventually snap, and it's not a pretty snap when they do. So it's not going to be a pretty thing for them long-term. You cannot, you cannot mess with this part. I have to have the freedom to sin. My kids, if I tell them, don't do it, here's how my daughter is, okay? I'll say, I'm not even kidding with you. There's, here's her wiring. I'll say, Senna, don't. Touch the what do you call it? The uh, the remote control. No, no, the the slinky. whatever. It's not slinky. The slimy stuff. Oh, okay. I'm like Senna. Put the slime ball down. She goes like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she just has to do it. So
1: what do you won't I'll tell Tico. Tico, stop kicking your brother. He has to do it one more time. He just kicks him one more time. Dylan, stop hitting my back. He just taps it one more time. I mean, we're like that. Yeah. That's just like. You know, so what are you going to do if you tell them don't do that? I mean, they're going to do it. So <laughs> we don't change from being kids. So the, the game plan for me is the following: I'm going to treat you so good. I'm going to be respectful to you. I'm going to bring value to you that you want me in your life. I'm going to treat you so well that you want you want to stay my client for a long time. I'm going to take care of you that you want to stay with me as an audience. I'm going to be. Fa- That's the only way. When you do it this way, history doesn't favor yeah. people like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yep,
4: plenty of examples. By, by
1: the way, this does not mean America cannot lose everything it has. I didn't say that. I never said that. This let, let me let me straighten that part out. This doesn't mean America cannot lose all its freedom it has. This doesn't mean that. This only means that if America does, another America is going to pop up. That's what this means. I interviewed the guy from 2034. What is him? Elliot a- Ackerman. I think his name is Elliot Ackerman. The guy's got a Purple Heart, silver. He's got everything, right? He said, history tells us that empires tend to self-destruct at 250 years. Where are we at right now? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, God. Where are we at Oof. right now? <laughs> you know what <where> <laughs> we're at? 249? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just do the math. 1776 no. plus 250 is what? 240? There you go. No. Give or take. So 1776 is what? Plus, uh, uh, what, is, what is that? It's actually? 245. 244, 245.
3: 245.
1: we got five more years to go. <laughs> self-destruct. He says that empires at 250 self-destruct we're still a baby we still can't self-destruct but the ideas that america was founded on were ideas that rome was founded on was ideas that assyria was founded on was ideas that many empires were founded on and then there's money wealth bureaucrats aristocrats show up they spend the money they do stupid shit then people take those ideas to a new country and they start it all over again that's going to happen
3: Freedom seems to be temporary throughout history, right? It, it, you, we, because it
1: eventually attracts power-tripping people that think that think they are smarter than you and they want to impose their power, yeah. control, and thoughts over you. And
3: people take it for granted. They, like the they, third
1: generation yeah. away from—we're three generations away from
3: World War II now, right? So people just think
4: that this way that they grew up is the way sure. it's always been.
3: It's like the people
4: that are working away from home or from away from the office that think that that's the new normal, that, that it should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just so illogical. Look, all I can say to you is there's
1: a reason why people are going to space. Okay. <laughs> this is starting to all make sense now. Uh, <laughs> Elon can I be a garbage <laughs> man out in space is that a union gig <laughs> ah, dude I'll do a union job in, in uh, space just cleaning it up and uh, you know going through stuff anyway so let's go to the next story you want to do Megan Fox you want to do Bill Burr what story do you want you do tell I me what story to you, do? you want How about the, the Olympics we teased that one story. you want to do the sex yeah. one okay let's do the anti-sex bets in the Olympic Village a social media theory is soon debunked okay page five if you want to go to this so, Kai, you want to pull up that video where the kid uh, jumps on the bed? So, anti-sex beds in the Olympic Village. A social media theory is soon debunked. The New York Times. Competitors arriving at the Tokyo Olympics have discovered something unusual about the beds in the athlete's village. They're made out of cardboard. Organizers say it's the first time that the beds at the games will be made almost entirely out of renewable materials. But in the time of the coronavirus, when Olympic organizers worried about transmissions or trying to discourage close contact as much as possible, the unusual bed frames have led... Some to suggest there's another motive behind them. Paul Chelimo an American distance runner, speculated on Twitter that the beds were unable to support more than one person and were aimed to uh, at avoiding intimacy amongst athletes. Soon the beds were being labeled on social media as anti-sex. Ryan McClengan, a gymnast from Ireland, called the claim fake news. A video he posted on Twitter showed him jumping on top of his bed demonstrated that it could only withstand it could withstand vigorous activity the official olympics twitter account reposted his video adding thanks for debunking 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 the myth here's a video
5: in today's episode of fake news at the olympic games the beds are meant to be anti-sex they're made out of cardboard yes but apparently they're meant to break at any sudden movements it's fake
0: fake news
4: news He's a gymnast. He only weighs 15 pounds. I mean, come on. By the way, is Brandy Love an alternate on any of the Olympic teams? She might just show up out there. You know, like these guys wouldn't be able to figure out to throw that mattress on the ground, right? But, you know, sex is such a big deal at the Olympics. They hand out condoms, right? You know that's always a big story. 160,000 they've handed out in Japan, and the record is, what, 450,000 that they did in Rio? It would be interesting to find out what really does go on in those Olympic villages. I mean, that's a lot of condoms. What are you saying? I'm saying like there's a lot of sex that goes on in there. No, no, are there. you saying like if
1: somebody, if, if an Olympic athlete had an OnlyFans chant showing in their bedroom, like, they would get
4: millions of people that would buy? Is that kind <laughs> of what you're saying? Are you saying the no, business model? I'm saying it would be fascinating to learn. I mean, they got a lot of downtime. They're all athletic, a lot of hormones. They're all, A lot of them are very, very attractive. I mean, you can see it makes sense, but you just, you don't associate that with the Olympics, but it's clearly going on in a very, very big way. It's a lot of condoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd look at that
3: and i would say challenge accepted boy like, let's, <laughs> let's let's bust some boxes baby you know imagine the sumo wrestlers they got to sleep on some cardboard out there bro i look at that and i'm like man forget sex that doesn't have the structural integrity for my lumbar man like first of all who's still having sex on beds this is 2020 grow up people like you know you got to find some some exciting things to do here bro. so you're
1: saying it's fake news you
3: gonna, you're gonna you're gonna find them on the counter it wasn't me you even saw me on the sofa <laughs> i, I was- it totally makes sense that in the shower. there
4: would be a way for them to try to take any sort of fun and enjoyment out of life, and I can see the initial reaction is yeah. that's what they were doing. But but it, 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 there's gravity. They'll be all right. They'll gravity. Be fine.
3: Yeah, you're gonna stop. Yeah. So you're not buying you're, it. You're gonna stop. Nah,
4: I don't think it's an answer. Young athletic
3: twenty-five year old. Because it certainly wouldn't stop anybody. Because yeah, okay. you just take it right off the bed. You throw yeah. the mattress
4: on the ground. Uh-huh. Is that what you would do, too? <laughs> yes, I'm an Olympic. Uh, I have a yeah. trained mind like yeah, an man. Olympian.
3: Yeah. Look, I mean. Where there's a will, there's a way, right? I mean, you know, we could could problem solve this thing together. This is, uh, I got to tell you, man. It, the 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 dumb stuff that comes out of the olympics every like there's just do you figure they do this like every 2 years right there's a winter olympics there's a summer olympics and they just can't figure it out like everywhere they go they they leave a wake of destruction in all of these cities like they basically destroyed brazil right like yeah. they just destroyed they, the place well and
4: even beijing they build all these you know venues and then they're never used again like how many times do you need a velodrome yeah. right yeah. hey by the way do, what's your level of interest in watching the olympics they start this week they the opening ceremony are Friday. Listen, the other day I showed the uh, gymnastics to Dylan and Dylan didn't let me change the channel.
1: Huh. Hey. Okay. And it was women's gymnastics. I was so impressed by my son. It was yeah. one of those moments where I'm like, I'm proud of you, Well, and
4: then he yeah. kept saying, "Leave it that, leave yeah. it that. Let I want to see it." And a watch. <laughs> boy watching That's that their marquee <laughs> event, so that, that's good news for NBC has 7,000 hours of programming. Oh
3: boy. It's a lot, man. 7,000. do they pay uh, for something like that?
4: Um What's the number? You know, their the profit in the last Olympics was 250 million. I thought the profit would be a little bit higher. The the rights fees are probably about 3 billion per olympics i would imagine do the athletes get paid it's amateur isn't it no 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 they're they're paid now for Are sure they? no they could be professional not a big number though yeah it's not a big number is it sponsors
3: how do, what what makes it worth four years of training to swim 50 meters
4: the elite or the, the gold medal i mean <laughs> I <don't, right>? yeah <laughs>
1: the way gerard said it, what is it worth me training four years to Ooh. swim 50 meters Ooh. you know that's a good point <laughs> You know? What oh, is it worth? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, that's cardboard beds. <laughs> Are <Cardboard laughs> bed, you serious? For the rest of your life.
3: Lifetime <laughs> supply of <a> cardboard bed <laughs> you frames. you
1: to be able to tell
3: the story. Yeah, there'll be no money. And this year, and this <laughs> year eternal they get... year they consciousness. And this Cut. year they get to put on their own medals as well. Oh, nice. So they're not waiting for anyone to put on. Hey, look. On. Is that right? You yeah. know, I'm not a... Look, I, I feel, you know, then this kind of goes against my, my entirety of... Uh, personal choice and, and freedom on this. Here we go. I, I got to tell you, I, the people that don't want to stand for the anthem, like, why are you representing your country? I don't get that, man. I That, that like, to me, that's the easiest opt-out in the world.
4: Yeah, the IOC said they're going to punish them if they do it. We'll see, because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, these protests are already being formulated in the minds of some of these uh, athletes.
1: Whatever. Yeah. I, I look forward to watching the World Cup Olympics. I There's a few events I actually like, okay? And by the way, you know what? People like Usain Bolt... You know you know that one scene with the same Bolt where the ladies talking it's like, I'm sorry, they're singing the national anthem. That's the national anthem. That I have was to stop. awesome. That's the kind of stuff that, that you, awesome. you see and you're like, by the way, he's a unifier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a man with respect. All these other guys, that's the kind of people that we need to see rise up during Jonas.
3: Jonas. Giannis, Giannis refused to uh I, I just found out about this. I yeah. sent you the tweet. He refused to allow the Bucks to make a T shirt of him dunking over Booker. Yeah. Because he said it I was disrespectful that. to Booker. I saw that, yeah. I was like, that's incredible, I that. man. I saw that. And he's talking about, have you seen, they, they asked him, he, they're like, have you seen the block? He was like, nah, living in the past is ego. I'm pull up the tweet what I said. Pull up the tweet what I said about Giannis.
1: Man. Giannis, to me, is the complete, and I responded to Stephen a., a. Smith yesterday, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, Chris Middleton should win MVP. No, he shouldn't. No, Giannis are is the kidding? MVP. Chris
4: Middleton one game.
1: And right there, you just had it. Right there. I said, uh, the NBA needs a new face and Giannis is a total 180 the current face, how do you not love this current guy, this guy's current attitude? I hope he doesn't change it. Yeah. The league will attract new audiences and stop being as divisive of a brand as it's been the last few yeah. years. The guy who said it is a hardcore left-wing guy who said, people forget, Giannis literally jumped over Tim Hardaway Jr. in an alley hoop and then blocked the Bucks from selling a shirt about it because he thought it was disrespectful. He's really like this and has always been.
4: That guy needs to be the face Gotta of the Well, uh, You yeah. know what? I have to disagree. Isn't that anti-capitalism right there? Of not allowing not, a T-shirt? I'm no. teasing. I'm joking.
1: I love the f- – you joking. do it, make money no, off of right. it. But
4: let Barstool make money off of yeah, it. Yeah. Not this guy. This guy's already doing good for himself. Pat, I did make this point last week, and I stand by it. Tell me. I still don't think they're a shoe in to win this thing. I think the Suns are going to. No, I'm uh, going to tell you why. My son's homers, Well, why. no, listen. What's the matter with you, <laughs> you buddy? Have, you have to I make to free you. throws. I try you to help you. You have to. You can Oh, really? And that's why ca- they're up 3 2. He's doing uh, a hack of yeah. You know what? Let's see what happens when the pressure's on today. Did make free throws?
1: Did you By the way, did you hear Chris Paul's comment? Did you hear Chris that, comment? Yeah, that even he expects to miss some of them. You see, that's right. the kind yeah. of stuff. I why people don't want to be your teammate? What kind of a comment is
4: that? I know. Yeah. You know, I know. He
1: says, you know, even he doesn't think
4: he's going to make the while, free throw. While he's playing, after like, you lose yeah. three
1: two, but, what are you talking yeah. about with fifteen turnovers?
4: Yeah, but let me pull a PBD here. There's yeah. data out there, all right. The Suns shoot like eighty six percent free throws. Yeah, they do. That's four. Booker's a beast. That's four to eight points that could be a swing in yeah. a possession by possession game. These last two, I think it's going seven. That's my prediction.
1: Oh, I don't think. I, yeah. I think it could go seven. Mm-hmm. But here's what I will tell you. If they don't win tonight, it is a big mistake. Because the last game, they barely yeah. won. Yeah. If they don't win tonight, the Bucks, it is a big, big mistake. They would be the first they team in NBA have, in
3: history, by the way. If what? They would be the first team in NBA history to lose game six at home up 3-2. Really? Yes. History? In, in the that. finals. In the history of the finals. All they right. would be the first so team let's, to lose l- game I'm gonna six I'm going to do this last
1: story before Dream Team call. i got to call in seven minutes. Okay. So yelling. Sees several more months of rapid inflation before easing, worries about housing impact. This is a CNBC story. Treasury Sec- Secretary Janet Yellen cautioned Thursday that prices could continue to rise for several more months, though she expects the recent start, uh, start, startling inflation run to ease over time. She added that uh, she worries about the problems inflation could pose for lower income families looking to buy homes at a time where real estate values are surging. The Consumer Price Index which measures costs for a wide range of items, increased 5.4% in June, the fastest pace in 13 years, excluding food and energy. The gauge uh, uh, rose 4.5%, the fastest acceleration in 30 years. Also, housing prices in the nation's largest cities climbed nearly 15%, the most recent measurements. Though Consumer Survey points to expectations of higher inflation ahead, Yellen said she is encouraged by market-based measures that suggest prices will cool over the long term. So now, did you watch uh, her being grilled by Kennedy yesterday, I think it's Senator Kennedy. Did you see? Did you see him grilling her yesterday for like seven minutes and twenty uh-uh, seconds? No. Okay, so he kept saying, "Do you think inflation is going to be higher by the end of the year?" She says, uh, "If you look at it as a 12-monther, I don't think it's going to be." I said, I'm going to ask you one more. He asked five different times. She right. never answered it. Then he brought up the Federal Reserve, and she said, "I don't want to comment on that," but she did. He says, listen, the feds are kind of saying that they may, and the market reacted to it, meaning they're going to increase the rates and they're not going to wait till 2023. Well, no, it was a technical adjustment that they have to make. She kept saying, right? Technical adjustment that they have to make. Then I go and listen to Powell. When Powell says, you don't come up with permanent responses to temporary situations, meaning this is just a temporary inflation that is here. We don't need to permanently, you know, temporarily raise the rates today to make up for inflation, right? I mean, that's kind of what they're talking about right now. But Yellen is definitely not saying that this is gonna go down anytime soon. She's not sitting there fighting it. She's saying, no, it's gonna be here, Mm -hmm. but it's gonna taper off and go away, right? We're gonna see what's gonna happen. What are your thoughts on this?
3: Well, I was on your podcast about a month ago and I remember us talking about Janet Yellen said that inflation wasn't happening. And Joe Biden said, no, it's a 1% inflation. Month over month, it's 1%. And you're sitting here going, what world are they living in? What world are they living in? They, yeah. they've, they've been lying to us the whole time. What would make you start thinking they're telling the truth now? Like, if somebody trusts anything the government's telling us at this point, I, I don't trust you. Like, I have more faith in conspiracy theorists than I have in the government at this point. I have more faith in those wet cardboard Japanese beds than I have in anything that comes out of somebody in our in,
4: in our government's mouth. It, doesn't it seem like it's like the, the perfect storm for high inflation? And there sure is a lot of talk about yeah. not being inflation or there's going to be inflation, and it's, we're we're already starting to see it and you said the market reflected it the other day too it's coming there's no question about it yeah. i mean look at there's even a supply chain problem that's still affected you if you wanted to buy a new car right now i don't know if you could I mean it is that difficult chips. to find yeah. a new car right now and they're selling them 20,000. I have a friend who owns multiple dealerships. 20k over over asking price in California. people are paying for and it. people will yeah. pay for people it for some of them. It. And they'll have literally no new car chips. inventory. It's, the chip it's all the chips. It totally is. <laughs> it's so That's fun. what it is. So by the way, here's here's uh, what
1: it, it, look, there's certain things that you have to you almost need side effects. Let me explain what I mean by this. If you eat 50 cheesecakes, in a week, and you don't gain weight, there's something wrong. Let me say that one more time. No, no, if I can you, attest. Yeah, if you eat fifty cheesecakes, what's the side effect? The side effect is happiness. You're gonna gain weight, right? <laughs> if you eat twenty hot dogs in a span of an hour, what's probably gonna happen? You're gonna barf. Man, you're gonna go Joey. straight to the bathroom. Yeah, you're gonna barf. Yeah, if you uh, don't, something's wrong yeah, with your body. Yeah. Uh, let me let me say this one more time. <laughs> something is wrong with your body. Coming for Joey Chestnut, if, yeah. hard with this. One. If you take twenty shots of vodka. And you don't get drunk. Your body's broken. Okay, David, that one's for you. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the point: If you print six and a half trillion dollars of money, okay, you shut people down. You put fifty million restaurants out of business, fifty million employees out of business, ten thousand restaurants out of business, whatever the number is. If you do that and you give people free money to stay home while you're giving them stimulus, if it doesn't break, it's broken already. There's something wrong with the body, yeah, yeah. meaning when you print money, inflation goes up. When you keep rates low, you can manipulate the market, but eventually you have to increase the rates. The rates are going to go up or else something is broken. Yeah. The math, if three times three is no longer nine, there is something wrong with the calculator. The calculator yeah. is the government system that we have today. Something has to go. Sure it's gonna happen it's gonna happen when it happens i don't know but right now they're trying to spin it on all well, this other stuff thinking oh it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's about
4: to come so it's a bold-faced lie when they say that it's not gonna happen right because there's no way logically it couldn't
3: yeah but just like every other lie they tell us tom it's for our own good they don't they don't want to run on the market is what they don't want so it's for your own good
1: by the way
5: David's they were trying to hide to
1: david come on grab the guitar three lines david three lines is that
5: song public or no uh, no, no, it's no, not public. No, you can you can check out my Spotify. But, but is that
1: song that you did last night public? No, it's not. Okay, for fair, the fact that you've never played that publicly. Next week, you have to play something for us. Though, sure. D- okay, do next John week Mayer I'll do it song. for you. <clears throat> All right. I, by the way, it was a great song. It's on Instagram if you want to see it. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, slam that, uh, smash that, uh, subscribe uh, button. We are thirty two thousand subs mm-hmm. away. Uh, from uh, reaching a hundred thousand, and on top of that, Tom started a
4: show. Tom, take uh, thirty seconds to tell us Thanks. about your podcast. Okay, so you graciously opened up the channel ValueTainment Valu- Sports. Yes. So, sports fans out there, this is not X's and O's and details of games. This is fun stuff. This is pop culture sports. This is business sports. We're going to do an episode today. Gerard's going to be on it. So check out our first one. It's at Value Tainment Sports. Is that where they get it, Kai? Do they just go Put to... the link below in the comment section, okay. Kai, hey, and in the description. Yeah, You guys are going to enjoy the show because it's fun. I'm always going to have great guests. We're going to keep this thing moving. It's going to be relevant. It's going to be timely. It's going to – you know what? I've, I'm very opinionated when it comes to sports, but it's informed opinion, so you're going to get a lot of that in that hour. Let's see how Gerard and I do today. I'm looking forward to it couple more rants from the big guy over here. So check us out. And uh, the things are going to grow and grow and grow. But you're going to enjoy it. So Valuetainment Sports. It's called Sports Now. S-P-O-R-T-Z. Now. now. With yeah.
1: Tom Zinner, the host. Go subscribe, gang. We will do this again Thursday. We're on Thursday, same time, 9 Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.